And welcome to episode 71. It's the first episode of 2019. Yep, 2019, it really is there. It's no longer a space odyssey. It's it's all about the heresy because we've already established that the heresy isn't dead and it's continuing on with no breaks into 2019. My name is Jody, your host as always. And with me tonight, we have the full crew. Um, over on my left, sitting atop his fence post, is the one and the only Magnus. How are you doing, bud? Um, fucking awesome. Oh, no my fire drakes actually getting them on some bases. Oh, wow. Okay, well, so don't don't blow your load on that hobby talk. We've got to get there in a minute. Yeah. <sighs> Just be chill, honey bunny. Be chill. Um, so. Good. I'm glad to hear it. I'm glad to hear it. Did you have a good Christmas, family time, New Year, all that sort of stuff? Yeah, we went skiing for uh, with the family for uh, New Year's, and then my freezer and fridge broke down, so we're currently living like fucking hobos, but it'll sort so, itself out. So what are you saying is you spent three warlords on a ski trip to come home to a fucking ravaged house? Yeah, exactly that. <laughs> to come home to having to spend more, at least another warlord to get stuff back up, so... Yeah. It's it's been a four warlord New Year's for you. Yeah, all the warlords are gone. There are no war, no more money for warlords. Oh, well, sorry, man. Uh, and over on the casting couch because yep, he he's still got to pay his dues. He's still got to uh, you know sort boy that for a little bit longer. Is uh, the great Dane himself, Mister Eric? How you doing, bud? Hey, man, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I uh, spent my time going to Ajax last week, so. Um... Ooh, some, some you, can quick, you can give yeah, us a quick yeah. rundown about that later on as well. That's that's all. Yeah, I will. I will. Bonus content. Completely <laughs> had not completely forgotten all about that. Love you, Daniel. Yeah. Love you, Eric. Love you guys from Ajax. Haven't forgotten about that whatsoever. <laughs> we'll get you on at some point to talk about it. Promise. Um, yep. And over to my right, on t- atop the the pyramid made of beer cans, pretzels, and the. The lies and the tears of those who claim that heresy is dead um, is the one and the only, the Crown Prince himself, Mr. Freddy. How you doing, bud? No, I can't complain. Fucking trying really? to paint some black, black shields. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, we're, we're, we're already promised not to talk politics. <laughs> That's fair, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's definitely a no-go. So you're yeah, painting some black shields, bud, are you? Yeah, play, uh, playing some back, painting some black shields. Cool. Well, hold on to that. I'm trying to do. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you in hobby progression. Yeah, yeah. I'll save it. Just, I'll, save it. I'll one, try not what, to come early. Try, yeah, try not to blow your load too early because you know, at the end of the day, we we don't want to be that sort of uh, getting that sort of reputation. Or do we? Maybe Scandus. I don't know. We'll <laughs> 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 see. Um, okay, so before we um, before we plow into what we we do and we do well, um, I just want to give a uh, social media shout out. I mean, you know us by now. We're seventy episodes in. It's been we've been going for almost three years. Can you believe it? Um, I know it's been a while. Um, 
we have the Varangian Heresy podcast page on Facebook. Come over, give us a like. It helps boost us and let everybody see we're around. And you can come and join our podcast group. We've got Twitter and Instagram, which hopefully we're going to start using at least one of them more regularly. I'm, I'm pretty sure with the amount that Eric is on Instagram, and now he has the passwords that you'll be getting <laughs> some sort of pictures. Yeah, um, yeah. Please make them hobby related. We do like our uh, we do like our listeners and don't want to introduce them to the um, sea life life or whatever. <laughs> no, I was going to say the sea the sea life of Denmark because we, yeah. we can't call them wildlife because you are known as Captain Ahab. So you know we can't, we can't really call it wildlife. It's definitely sea life um, over there. Um, yeah, no. <laughs> um, and, then <laughs> our most our most important way of getting hold of us is our email address, and that's thebrangianheresy at gmail.com. If you're not sure what it is, if you can't spell it for any reason, go onto our Facebook page, click on the email us button there. You'll get through to us. Otherwise, it will be in the show notes. And just drop us a mail if there's something you want us to talk about, if there is a list you want reviewed, if there is fluff you want to talk about. If you've got an, it's the start of a new year. If you have an event happening this year, anytime between now and December 31st, drop us a mail with the details and let us know so we can shout it out in our wrap up for everybody to have a listen to and think, oh, maybe I want to go there. That would be pretty cool. Even more awesome, because it would make my life more awesome, is if you recorded a short bit, maybe 30 seconds to a minute max, of this is what my event's about, here's where people can find out the information, here's how much it's going to cost, and here's when it is. You do that, I'll cut it into the episode at the end. Rob's your father's brother, everybody's happy. Nice. And the, the chance of us raping, whatever it's called, and the rules and shit are far less. I'm, I'm very much hoping that we're gonna we, we should record the Swedish ones because then that way I don't have and have done for a few years and I'm really bad at the language. Um, that would be nice, but <laughs> that would be too much and would not be enough broadcasting fun for you guys to listen to. So, yeah, we're not going to do that. Um, lastly, just very quickly, um, if you like what we do, we would love for you to come over and take a look at our Patreon and consider supporting us there. Um, it's patreon.com for us, the Varangian Heresy. Uh, we are, it's, it's only there to help support us in uh, keeping up our running costs, covering what we're doing here. And eventually, the sooner we get the, the magic number of Patreons, the more likely we will be able to uh, get started on giving you guys some uh, fun stuff as giveaways, competition prizes, that sort of thing. So we really love the support. You guys are amazing. Even if it's a dollar a month, whatever it is you can get on there and do, we would love you for it. Um, we've actually just added in an extra reward for anything on the four, $4 and above, and that's per month. We, we do this per month rather than per episode, but $4 and up, you get, get added into our um, secret Facebook group. You also get added onto the Discord channel, and the Discord channel is having its uh, first get-together uh, this evening, as I record, but this will probably be a few days later. Um, so we'll just be getting on there and chatting general heresy. Hello? Um, Jody just disappeared. <laughs> well, yeah. well, luckily he's the one I was talking then. 
Yeah, yeah. I, I guess uh, listeners got tired of him. And you know, every now and then, who knows? You might have a friend of the show drop in what and join doing? us as well, which would be pretty awesome. Jam out of the Jody. way. Tonight we Jody. are going to be talking everything fluff related. We have a Hello. wonderful gentleman on. Where, where um, are you? Where's Jody? You know him. Yeah, Jody. You know him. You, just you might died. love him. You, you might not love him. Out we love him. Um, we have the wonderful, wonderful. Okay. Yes. <laughs> I'm here. Yeah. Hello. Sometimes. What? Where's Jody? I'm here. Per- can you hear me now, Freddie? Yeah, now I can yeah. hear you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's working perfectly on my end. Um, I don't know. The last thing I think we heard was uh, it's getting in on this recording as and then something. Something, and then you disappeared. Okay. That's something about that Patreon channel, and then you, you were a goner. Oh, yeah. Okay. Hmm. So I think if you redo the whole Patreon thing, <laughs> it should be all right. Mm. Yay. All right, okay. And then try and uh, remember... I'll try and find a way of editing it together. Yeah. 30, 30 seconds of peace, or, or what? <laughs> no, 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 no. We'll just don't jump in. I just need to remember to enter it. So, okay. Three, two... Hang on. Has somebody got me on on um, uh, speakers at the moment? No, not me. Yeah. No. Ah, okay, because I could hear myself in the background, that's why. Well, okay, at least no we can hear you, I'll, then. I'll quiet <laughs> it down. It's all right, man. As long as I know it's there, it's, I can edit it out. Okay, so here we go. Try this again. Patreon coming in three, two, one. And if you like what we do and you consider supporting us, go over to uh, patreon.com forward slash the Virgin Heresy. Uh, we use the, the patrons there to support us with our running costs and to basically help us give a little bit back to you as well. We'll, do, we'll keep doing all that we do, all the crazy stuff that's available, but you can come in and be part of the High Lords of Terror. You can come in and join our newly added Discord group, which is going to have its first recording or sit-down session this evening, as of uh, when we're recording here. So we're just adding more stuff as we go along. And if you wonder, you know, what's it going to cost me, all the details are there on Patreon. But I can say this, we do a simple monthly cost because we guarantee two episodes a month and it's much easier to do it that way, so you guys know how to budget stuff. And if you join us on our top level, the wonderful Miles from Little Legend Studios is sharing his seminar work with us. So at least once every month, you will get a seminar from Miles himself. So it's published or produced a top quality, really great information that's on there. So there's lots of different things that you can uh, gain from supporting us. And we do hope to uh, start being able to use that to give you guys some fun, uh, whether it's you know giveaways, competitions, who knows. We're going to turn it back to you guys because that's what we do. We're not in this for profit. If we were, we'd all be living like a hobo like Magnus right now. So it's not what we're here to do. All, all warlordless. All warlordless, exactly. Well, I thought that was the hobo life. If you don't have a, if you don't have a warlord, you're a hobo, right? Well, currently no, in 2019, you, you, that's you just dislike warlords. Well, yeah, we're setting the standard here, guys. We can we can call it whatever <laughs> one. <laughs> so, tonight's episode, which is really important, is we are talking. Well, it's it's the start of the new year, so we thought we'd start off with a nice, so safe but fun topic tonight, and we're going to be talking all about fluff. 
so tonight our main segment is about um, about how to write your own fluff, how important fluff can be, how it can make the game more enjoyable. And we are joined by someone who you might love him, you might hate him, you might never have met him and still hate him. It's quite possible. He's got one of those voices. It's the lovely Mr. Christopher Sat, and uh, myself and Freddie and Christopher have a good long chat about uh, fluff in the 30k. And of course, because we are who we are, we do touch on other areas such as the the, the dirty cousins in the 40th first millennium and, and stuff like that so you know we, we do our bit um so yes that's that's all that out of the way now that's tonight's episode so it's time for some hobby progress because that's what we we love to kick things off with and if i know that i'm going to go to magnus because he started off with this so magnus Give us some update. What you've been doing in the hobby recently, bud? Oh, there are so much not completed models on the table right now. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm pushing on with the salamanders for Adepticon. Uh, I have just put glued my Phydrex to their bases. Looking uh, very so, good, by the way, bud. Yeah, they're they're starting to look good. When the shields come on, it's gonna look fucking fabulous. Uh, I have a termite with uh, the decals on. Uh, I have a, a cest, uh, not a cestus, a uh, drop pod that is 90% finished. I have two land speeders, which are like 30% finished. I have a Scorpius that is like 90% finished. <sighs> I have 20 like Mark IV Marines that are based and metals on. Uh, so yeah, there's uh, there's a lot going on, but it's fun. You can pick and choose. <laughs> Very nice, man. Well, you and this is all Adepticon, right? Yeah, it's my uh, Salamanders uh, for Adepticon. Oh, nice. So you know, the guys over the pond are going to get to see your metallic Salamanders, and it's going to be a treat. It really is. These things look gorgeous. Yeah, we need to <coughs> put some up on the Facebook page. Yes, we do. We need we need to start getting better at sharing the. Hey, this is yeah, what we're doing. Stuff. Yeah, All I share is uh, me drinking beer. So we need to add some hobby progress. <laughs> well, I thought that yeah. was hobby progress. It's it's just yeah. building, that, that, building your throne. That's my alcohol problem, not hobby progress. <laughs> well, I wasn't going to point it out. I was just trying to make it the same thing, so it didn't feel like you know. I'm trying to be good here, bro. <laughs> Yeah, man, but it's it's all coming along. Uh, I hope to finish a lot of stuff by next weekend, since I'm, there are other people coming over hobbying. So I'll take oh, I'll pick their brains to just finish up, like make the final touches on some of the pieces. Uh, will you have a fridge and? Yes, I will have a fucking fridge. Right, cool. cold, cold beer is okay then, Freddie. You'll be fine. <laughs> yes, they're both here. I learned a trick when we go to Sweden. You just uh, you bring vodka and then you go to the candy store and buy a cold uh, soda to mix with it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but that involves drinking, drinking yeah. vodka. And... Yeah. Yeah. We, we, unlike you, we're, we kind of evolved from being 15, Eric. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> <clears throat> real men drink real alcohol. Beer is not real alcohol. That's just stuff with a bit of alcohol in it. And that's the last episode you'll ever hear from Roger Harris. Is over alcohol questions. Eric died. 
Yeah. <laughs> Next episode will be in the memory of Eric. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, it will. Okay, then I, I think I think we better get his last hobby progress in, if that's the case. So, what have you been up to, Eric? Um, well, first, I um, I went to ATX last weekend. Um, so I didn't really. I, I plan on doing a lot of hobbying in the in the winter holiday, or the Christmas holiday. And I only managed to put like six hours of painting down and the rest just ended up being gaming on computer. So boo. Um, but came to Ajax and as I promised last episode, I would be bringing a bad army. Um, and just to like really put salt in the wounds. Uh, my first battle over there was a against custodies with a, <laughs> I only had a shooting army. Uh, so against custodies and the scenario was you deployed in the terrain so and he won first term and to decide which pieces of terrain to actually start in so before my turn one when my whole army was engaged in close combat with custodies um which did not really end out well for me um at, at least i didn't why yeah, <laughs> because uh, starting in assault range in turn one is uh, is usually a really good idea. Um, but hey, I, I, got, I got to roll a lot of cover saves um, before he assaulted me. So uh, that that was good. But uh, yeah, good opponent. And he uh, he said many times he felt sorry. Um, and yeah, then we had a, a good night out later. Um, no, sorry, don't we... like a story. <laughs> uh, I, I I'm sorry, to... stop, stop hitting yourself. Stop hitting yourself. Stop hitting yourself. I'm sorry, yeah. stop hitting yourself. Stop hitting yourself. Oh, yeah. So, uh, but yeah, basically, really nice guy. The scenario just wasn't for me. Um, on on uh, day two, we had a, a really... Uh, in the evening, we I bought I brought a bottle of vodka, which I pretty much drank alone in the hotel in an hour before we went out. I think Biaga got two glasses too. Um, and then we ended up at some bar, me and some, uh, some new friends from, from the area and got five long, long Island iced teas. And that was kind of the end of the night. And, you know, you know, you know, your way out when the clientele at a bar is like between 15 and 75. And the first thing that happened when when you come outside the bar is to to have a girl getting dragged away by the police. It's always guys if it's a big city, and it's the second fucking time I've been out in nowhere, and the police dragged a, a girl away. So, if if you didn't know that, that's some hints at least. <laughs> um, and then the second day there, we had this big awesome fight um, with where we uh, yeah, we were fighting. Um, I was playing with Sebastian against some. Um, that was I don't remember the armies we were playing. What armies was it? Anyway, the the, the part us, there, we have no idea. <laughs> uh, it's it's so far away, and I was still drunk. So uh, now, nah. but uh, the the fun part there was we actually managed to win the the battle by in the last term ramming a rhino with a rhino making our rhino stop on top of an objective that was like majorly held by uh, by the opponents um so basically we just snatched five victory points away which was the value of that victory point and ended up winning four to one instead of losing six to four um so power of rhinos <laughs> never um, never knock a rhino rhinos are too good man 
Yeah, yeah, and it had, it had just been packed in the building. It was it was fucking awesome. Um, so yeah, we we had a we had a great fight. We had a great fight there. Um, yeah, and then the last week I've just been working on oil paints, and I found out that I've actually been maybe a bit too eager to get started because I kind of forgot to uh, scratch my um, my decals before I varnished them. And then I started putting oil paint on. I was like, wait a minute, the decal is not kind of broken with rust and stuff. So I had to start chopping off the decal with a knife through, uh, through the glass varnish. Ouch. Um, I yeah, think Henry it, shaking his head. It works. It works. Um, it's for, first, it gets white when you start scratching the, the varnish. And when you're get through the whites, that's when you really start need to start focused, not to get through to the plastic underneath. It was uh, Lima Rust Tanks. Um, but it worked. And if you did too much damage, you can cover it with the oil paint after. Pro um, tip. Pro tip. Write the stages down. Follow the written down instructions then. That I have. I have. I was just oh. like, oh, I want to oil okay. paint and forgot everything. And your enthusiasm? Realized, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and now I'm at the point where I just realized with the towers, I can't finish them because I forgot to put light effects from the, from the small lights there. So um, one more round of going back, and then I'm going to be oil painting them finished. Um, so, so that's uh, my hobby progress for now. Drinking, losing, and doing oil paints. Re- realizing how many mistakes I made in my life. Um, yeah. <clears throat> well, that was the, the girl you picked up last night. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you mean landed? Fucking <laughs> <laughs> speared and dragged away in a fishing ship. <laughs> <laughs> really? It's, it's, it's an internal <laughs> joke, everybody. If you want to find out, join Patreon. Is this going to go on forever? Probably. Is no. this just from the couch? It's just from the couch. You'll be fine. Once you get off the couch, we'll have found something to tease you with. It's okay. <laughs> it's uh, all right. It's because we love you. You know that. Um, yeah, you, you're just jealous of my uh, hookups when I'm drunk. Oh, yeah. Of course. Yeah. Are. So jealous. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> No. Um, Freddie, yeah, you're right. <laughs> Freddie, my friend, tell, tell us what you've been up to, bud. I have been writing fluff like a motherfucker. And oh, yes. uh, then I have been uh, working a bit on uh, Titans and also on Black Shields. Nice. Oh, and now I'm playing the Zone Metalis uh, game against uh, Manfred. From the Sweden 30k group that he came up <coughs> for for Christmas, um, from wherever South Gothenburg, <coughs> and uh, he annihilated me. <laughs> fucking Solar Ox, they're so good in so much colors. Those fucking <laughs> Ogrins are insane. Yeah, yes, they are. They're awesome. Yeah. And that's basically my hope of progress. Wait, what? Yeah, that's I, mean, I I'd gone. To, I was about to go and make a cup of tea. No, but, <laughs> yeah, it's usually yeah. lasts like an hour. And this is, you always complain, so I summarized it all into like three, four sh- short sentences. Yeah, but dude, think of the runtime. I mean, we've got to make this last. <laughs> uh, well, okay. Well, 
The, do you want details then? It's, yes, uh, details, mate. Detail. Everybody lives for the details. Well, I, I finished uh, my Warlord Titan Titanicus. Uh, everything. It's the only stage that's left is the weathering, but I'm waiting for an eight mil uh, version of our transfer sheets mm -hmm. for the Latinicos. Uh, besides that, I have, uh, well, I don't want to spoil anything, but I've mm. written some fluff for our event series. Mm. <laughs> Let me say that. When I mean some, I mean all of it. Like 50 pages so far, I think. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. In four size. Type as, I think we're using Old Bookman 10. <laughs> so it's yes. small. Ugh. Um, this, this is no last night, last night beforehand in where you're writing 72 point. Double spaced as fast as humanly possible. This yeah. is proper writing. Yeah, no. So I got massive flashback to my uni days, uh, <laughs> and then also I have uh, what I've done is I run the which everyone has seen on Facebook anyway. I've done the base code for the big warlord, the one that I saved off Andrus mm -hmm. from becoming fucking terrain, melt terrain and melted down yeah. and shit. Can't do that to my fucking Bob. Uh, and then, uh, so I've been working away with that, trying to repair shit, like because some of it was really badly broken. So I re reforged an entire arm out for the paraffis with uh, actually using uh, uh, milliput and green stuff and some fucking old straws and shit to make it like a proper one. And part of the, what do you call it? The fucking, um, the pipes you can buy off 40k train thingy. Like one of the bends oh, of the, the Promethean pipe. pipelines. Yeah, Promethean pipeline. Used one of the bends there that I had spare mm. to get that going. Nice. Also trying to uh, save uh, some of the guns and 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 recreate hoses that were destroyed and never found again. Uh, so that was a lot of fucking fiddly work trying to make that work again. Uh, and then I've uh, what else have I been doing? Glued some stuff together. Like, glued some uh, stuff together. Yeah. Glued some other Ooh. titans together. And then um, uh, I actually took out my iron hands again from the first ever painting course. And I put, put uh, I primed uh, a tactical squad and a recon squad and uh, two um, uh, grab land, land speeders. Oh, nice. Well, ja uh, javelins. No, no, normal ones, like normal classic ones. ones. Because I went through my, my old 40K thing. Uh, and I found a bunch of uh, old non together. I was going with my old Ravenwing force back in fifth ed that I because I bought like I don't know because I was planning to do Dark Angels in purely robed. So I bought all those uh, battle sets you can buy then, and then you always got like one or two land speeders, three bikes, and then all the robed plastic uh, Dark Angels. Yeah, yeah. So I only took the robed ones, like most of them, and then uh, I just left the bikes and the land speeders because I, I, I was thinking eventually I'm going to do a Ravenwing for, which obviously never happened, and and then now now I'm trying to because I'm just like the warlord. I, I love saving all models because you know I'm a sentimental guy, and uh, so I'm redoing them. So I've changed them all to Mark Three pilots. Added a pintle mounted uh, heavy flamer, like from the vehicle upgrade kits, instead of the ones that they have there, like the heavy bolter. And then um, I've added uh, a grab guns from um, the Mechanicum because they have like a, 
like the I think it's the Myrmidons. They have like yeah. some sort of like little pin thing mm -hmm. where you add it on. So I, I've used that to add on a grab gun, so it looks like properly underslunged. And uh, so I put together two of those uh, and uh, like properly, and and then I have like another three that are like eighty percent put together. Nice. That's going to be an interesting little force you got. Yeah, going, because uh, I'm, I'm I'm planning to run <clears throat> uh, the head of the gorgon, mm. uh, and the only the only fast attack choice I, I feel comfortable with with the iron hands is they would have like fucking bulky speeders. So javelins yeah. are too sleek and nice. Yeah, the classic uh, ones are much uh, much yeah. better. And obviously, because they go all grab crazy, I'm planning to run like a tactical support squad with all grab, you know, just because it's kind of iron hands, handsy. Nice. Yeah. Are, aren't they heavy weapon, by the way? Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, you mean the grab guns? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So it's a hard squad to run, actually. Yeah, I know. Well, the range is pretty it, it's, Yeah, the range but is it, 18 it, on them. It, yeah. It's really good to... To back backfield defense. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. But it it's uh, it's thematic. It's not much like for. No, like I, I was I was just happy to hear that someone actually brought them. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so I have that. I haven't glued them together yet because uh, I my my plan is to have uh, two proper tactical squads in rhinos um, done, and then um, a ten man recon squad. Just because I have those old metal recon marines and I don't want to throw them away, so I was like, "Well, I'll do them as iron hands. They'll they'll have it. It'll be like the whole Istvan Five themed army anyway." Uh, so I, I also way back I started uh, converting. Uh, I, I bought like a Fulgrim and a Ferris that I magnetized the weapons arms on, so they can so Fulgrim can have Firebrand uh, or or the hammer, and also. Um, Ferris can have either the hammer or firebrand or a wrench. <laughs> nice. Or people fucking chain or some shit. Nice. That's going to look boss, man. Yeah. See, now, now you made me go into details. Perfect. It's what we love. We do love it. <laughs> I mean, we do. We do. It, it's only for our own short we, that we complain. Um, but you know, you do you do keep the runtime up, so that's why I love it. Lucky <laughs> <laughs> Muppets. Yeah. All right. Well, that's me. Now it's up to you, mate. Up to me. Well, right. okay. Well, what have I been working on? Um, Titans, lots of them. Um, tidying, priming, painting, driving me insane. Loving them. Um, also, uh, I've just taken, or I, I took delivery of a late Christmas present sometime last week um which was uh from artel uh, miniatures which is um Ooh. it's like blood skull dude captain something or other he's called um and i'll find his name because it's a really gorgeous model and i don't really want to butcher it um where is he anyway he, this guy is basically going to uh, is fast becoming my um planetary overlord um rules ba rules reason uh, but basically he's my rogue trader for uh, my militia force and yeah he's the model is captain uh, jack captain blood mind heart um so if you go and have a look at the artel minis over there it's a lovely model 
Um, slightly bigger. The actual model, sorry, slightly bigger than um, a normal human model, which which fits nicely for the the story I've got for him. And I've just made him a, a custom pair of power fists out of um, the well, the power fist arms for Ursarax, because uh, I can find about fifteen left-handed power fists, but can, can I find a right-handed power fist? Can I fuck uh, in my collection? I can't find a damn thing. So uh, I just went, what have I got? Use the Ursarax, so that's there. Um, and I'm also working on terrain at the moment. So I've, uh, I've given a load of my terrain to a friend of mine who is just uh, has been getting going in the hobby. So uh, it's now forcing me to sort of clean up and build and start painting all my, um, all my plastic terrain which uh, I'm very much looking forward to getting onto, actually. So uh, no longer will it be styrofoam hills. It will be, you know, GW painted up plastic terrain. So it'll actually look half decent on my gaming table here at home. So, uh, yeah, lots of lots of things. Not in as much detail as, as you can self there, Freddie, because oh, I'm trying to, <laughs> trying, to, trying to gloss over that. I've started lots of things. And not- um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, working on that. And... Um, so yeah, the militia are in full swing, and I've also maybe quite possibly started a World Eaters Armored Force as well. Do a World Eaters Armored Breakthrough list um, because reasons. Because <laughs> I really like painting that kind of scheme, and I have lots of tanks at the moment. So it's going to be a lot of old um, Rogue Trader Mark Rhino, uh, Rhino chassis. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much the style I'm going to go for, and uh, you know, see what I can do. I'm I'm on the scout for some bits and pieces to go in that army as well. So, you know, lots of lots of little bits of hobby progress here and there. So uh, yeah, all fun. And uh, actually, that, that, see, I'm going to cheat. I'm going to use this now because I've been talking about terrain. I'm going to jump over and talk about some of the new stuff because there's not a lot of new stuff now. As you as you said off air before we recorded, it's the start of the new year. Everything's really going to be building up to the weekender, um, which you're attending, I believe. That is correct, my friend. And who um, are you attending with? Me and my good friend Pelle, or Per, or whatever you want to see. What I say? Well, Pelle means clown in Finnish, so I think we stick with Pelle. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> are going over for the weekender. It's going to be awesome. It's going to. We're planning to catch up with JP and the boys at Warhammer World for some Friday night drinks. Awesome. Uh, Hooters on Thursday night. Ah, uh, classic. That's also a tradition, even though <laughs> the British Hooters are kind of semi-subpar. <laughs> Honker, they're, they're more like honkers than Hooters. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then uh, obviously we're attending the weekender, which is going to nice. be exciting. Ready? Really nice. Can you tell us yep. the story why why Pelle is attending? Uh... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> is that a Patreon thing? Yeah, that's that, a Patreon thing. We'll make that a Patreon thing. We'll make that a Patreon thing. We promise yeah. that the, the next the next session we do on Patreon Discord, you'll find all out uh, about all all about that. It's okay. We'll make sure we keep that one special because reasons. <laughs> but as you said, yes, the, the, you know you're you're going to be going out there, so we're going to have some on the ground, semi sober because I don't want to call it pros- probably drunk. Semi sober. Um, yeah, I was re- professional re- last year. That's true, you were, actually. So, pro- professional until the point of not having to be professional anymore. 
reporting from from the weekender, which is going to be awesome. Um, but that's a tangent from where I was going, which is basically as there's not a whole lot being released at the moment or previewed, um, especially for the heresy. Um, we haven't got a lot of new stuff to talk about, but we do have um, something that I quite like the look of, and that's um, Urban Conquest, which has been released for 40K. Now, the reason I like it has nothing to do with the gaming system, because I honestly think if you come to Lincoln in June, you'll have it much more much more fun in an urban setting, um, playing in our, our sort of city fight rules, all that sort of jam. But I might be biased. However, the terrain looks pretty fucking awesome. Um... I really like what they've put out. I mean, it's got, it's you've got your good old um, at least thirty to forty percent of fallen mm. statues with skull faces um, and hoods, so that covers the first legion quite nicely. Um, but there's some really cool little bits in there, like some some what looks like man like uh, access points, potentially some sort of uh, shield array or fort or sort of force field generators or fencing. I don't know. And some other cool little bits that could really add to a gaming table. So, I mean, you guys had a look at this stuff. What do you think? Yep. Yeah. Well, some some of the stuff uh, I think will be looking good on some. I'm thinking about maybe <clears throat> getting a box just to upgrade some of our existing tables for Lincoln. That's about yeah. it. Uh, we'll have to have a proper hobby meeting about how we're going to tie all that together because our next stage is to we're doing fluff now, and then it's uh, prepping terrain. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. But there, there's some really cool little bits in here. I think, Magnus, wasn't it you who shouted this one out um, originally? Yeah, I, I think it's it's got cool bits and parts in it. And um, I don't know, Freddy is always shooting a G-dub down on the rules and stuff. But um, <laughs> I'm, I'm actually planning on buying the rule set and taking a look. if Because uh, they have a good, what they claim to be a good campaign system. Um, it's because you you play fucking Aether, mate. Oh fuck off! And you? Yeah, I do. But well, so so now there's also one, gonna be one in memory of Magnus, I hear. <laughs> no, no, no. He's not. He's not on the AOS. It's okay. Uh, okay. 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 But it'll be fun since they're actually releasing a new campaign system with what, like, with the text they put out. It's actually some thought in it, and it'll. Be fun if we can leech something off it for our coming camp, our events and stuff. Uh, but but Fred is still hung on book four, so we'll see. Mate, I I had a look at a couple of a couple of previews from that set, and yeah, like the old Cityfied book is still better. Okay. But like, like all good artists do, we steal ideas. So it's better to be uh, better to read something and then discard it than not to read it at all. I mean, imitation is the, the, the greatest form of flattery, unless it's us, and then we rip it off and write it better. Um, yeah. So, you know, plagiarism in our case is the greatest form of flattery, I think. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, we, we do our best. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, I really like the terrain. I think the terrain's going to. If if not, basically, the price of getting the set with the like the rules and terrain is kind of like you get the rules for free. So yeah. I can't I can't complain too much about like uh, Magnus buying us terrain, and if he gets. But you can book, try. He gets, he gets a book. But well, I can try. Yeah. I'll do that off air though. Yeah. <laughs> 
I'll be expecting it. But uh, and then they released that new drill tower for like cultists or. Well, is yeah. that that's been that's been previewed, hasn't yeah. it? It hasn't come out yet. I can so picture that as part of a kind of a tightened maintenance table, changing the drill to something else. Oh, that's that's gonna be that's gonna make a, a fair fair few um, appearances. I mean, I, I I'm wondering how many how many of the drills we're gonna see used in plastic termites. Yeah. Um, <laughs> No. You know, we need. I, personally, I need. I would like to see the scale of them compared to an actual termite to sort of get a rough idea on that one. But um, I do, I do love it. I do think it's really cool. Um, and yeah, Freddie, I think you're right that, that that would make some epic terrain around a titan. Or you know, I'm, I'm actually fancying one for Mars table as some sort of mechanicum drilling station type thing, which I think would look pretty cool. So uh, yeah, there's some, there's some good terrain coming. There really is. I'm looking forward to uh, to seeing that drop. Um, yeah, new terrain is always cool to have. have yeah, it. and it, yeah, if it not, really it's is. it's really easy. Like if you have a decent terrain collection, uh, it doesn't have to be a games workshop. There's heaps of brands that are awesome. But you just mm. buy a little bit here and there, and you just upgrade the current ones you have. Yep. You don't have to <clears throat> have to build an entire new table. You it, ma it yeah. makes your table feel completely different just by, you know, changing two or three pieces. Yeah. I mean, it, it can be the centerpiece that just changes the the theme of the table, the way that you, you tell stories on there. It's all good fun at the end of the day, whatever it might be, whether it's, uh, you know, this, this new drill piece or uh, some sort of like melting, uh, smelting station or something, whatever it is. There's some really, there's always really cool stuff out there. That's for sure. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, just really, I'm, I haven't had a cup of tea this morning whilst recording, so I'm, 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 I'm feeling, you know, slightly less awake and less British at the moment. Um, so we have been sent something as well. This is important. We've been, we've been sent something by the lovely Mr. Andrew Hollis, all the way from down under, and he's asked us to give a shout out to a Kickstarter project that he's uh, got up and running. And I'm just going to check now just to see if we're looking at it live. Yes, it is. There's 20 days to go. And what it is, it's uh, for a specific event model. And it's a 28mm sci-fi nighthouse engineer model. Now, this is this is going to be for... They're going to use it for Oz30K's 2018 event. But if you go and have a look in our show notes, uh, which will be in the bottom of the description here on wherever you're listening, or if you can go onto our Facebook page, you can actually see the, um, see the models, see the renders, see the work that he's done before, because there's been work with, um, naked Marines. Yes. I was going to say unarmed Marines. Um, and there are some very corpses, but this particular mechanical, um, how do I put it? Mechanical engineer, um, looks rather awesome, I must admit, and I would very much like to be able to back it um, because it's you, you're talking. What is it here? Thirteen US dollar, uh, Australian, sorry, Australian dollars um, gets you one of the models as an early bird, and that's beautiful. I mean, that's that's all you need. Um, no money. <laughs> no. And there's a sm slightly uh, smaller, uh, slightly bigger tier on top of that. Um, 
and that's you know allows you to add a different um, a different model on there. And there's the bonus model, which is a Knight Envoy, which looks awesome as well. I very much want one of those. They're very, very cool. And should you actually be a um, an event organizer, you can go in and put a pledge down of 150 Aussie dollars, and it'll be you'll actually get an event support package out of that. So I, rec- I recommend you go and have a look at that. Have a look at all the details. If you've got any questions, um, there's always ways to comment through and ask questions through the Kickstarter itself. But uh, Andrew, seriously, mate, I hope this uh, takes off that you get back on this one because it looks awesome. Um, have you guys had a chance to actually have a look at the stuff? Yep. Yeah, I have. And I have some ideas for Scandis. Awesome. So we'll, awesome. we'll talk more about that when we're not recording. Yes. <laughs> Spoilers! Uh, Spoiler, sweetie. Um, I, I have some ideas just just for my own armies. So yes, I'm I'm gonna see what I can afford at some point very soon. There's tw- as of time of recording, there's 20 days left on this. So I'm guessing if I release this in the next sort of 48 hours, it'll be about 18 days left on the Kickstarter. Um, go over there, have a look at the models, get yourself something chi- for for next to no money. Support a great guy and the work that he's doing over there. So yes. Get on it. It's awesome. Um, now, is there anything else we need to talk about while we're here? Mm. Yes, there is. there is. Well, it's our first episode of a new year, and th- yeah, this it's kind of, kind of traditional that we talk about hobby resolutions, New Year's resolutions for hobbying. Because okay. we we've done it for the last two years, so we're going to try and make it... So... Should so, I do, like, I'm going to try and hobby less? Or? If that's what you want to do, mate, yes, by all means. <laughs> Hobbying less, that, that totally counts. But we're going to get, because we did this with Christopher in our interview, he gave us three. We're all going to give you three. Um, and we're going to start with, uh, let's start with Eric. Oh, my God. Yes, um, put you on the spot, buddy. You know. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, I will definitely be uh, be trying to finish all my uh, Thousand Suns models so I can basically call that army done. Um, I'm currently... Hang on, hang on. You do realize we're, we're trying to talk about realistic resolutions here, bud. Just so, okay. <laughs> yeah, but I, when looking at the army, I, I built it over a year, and I have only, I think... 13 Angron Reds left. So basically, I can kind of count how much I'm able to paint. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so it's, I, I think it's a realistic goal, actually. Um, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm only, I think, like five tanks down, nine drop pots, and about 30, 40 foot soldiers. And then I'm there. Um, so, so I think that'll, uh, that'll do. Okay. It'll be done right. by the time drop this. <laughs> right yeah um and i got this uh so metallis uh bought i bought some modular um, terrain years ago from something called market games really fucking awesome looking it's it's basically inside of a spaceship or base or something um the modular part is a lie um basically the you you it's kind of pins that you put into some holes where you can hold the, the it's it's hard plastic all the parts so basically if you make one piece of a hallway then it's three pieces you have the button piece and you have the two sides the problem is the pins that hold them together 
is hard plastic and they break whenever you try to disassemble it. So if this, now I've bought a big styrofoam plate and then I'm just going to make a board where I put all, as a, I basically just build the whole base, glue it all together, paint it, and then build terrain up around it and make it look really awesome. And I've had the, I've promised myself that the table finished for one and a half year now. So I'm, I'm going to do that this year. So hobby accountability, you're going to get that done, right? Okay, that's two. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I think the last part, that might actually be, um, that might actually be outside the horse heresy because I just uh, bought about $500 worth of halflings at some Kickstarter. And I'm going to get them here in April. Uh, and me and some friends were working on a fantasy system like based on sixth edition, but with round bases still in regiments and have a lot more like formations and a revamped magic system, all that. And I want to have at least a working halfling army for that. Um, but I'm getting like, I don't know, five, 600 models. So uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not confident I'm going to be finished with all of them, but at least a standing army for my uh, new system there. Okay, so that's so, the three. Okay, so yeah. <laughs> basically, Thousand Suns finished, terrain sorted, and a standing halfling army for your new yeah. <laughs> Right, okay, there we are. It's on record. Magnus. Yeah. <laughs> well, for this year, uh, I'm not going to go big on the resolutions. Okay. No, I'm jack shit at fulfilling them, anyways. <laughs> An honest I'm man, gonna... I respect this. Yeah, but I'm going to empty. <laughs> Try to empty out all the boxes of resin, like that has not been unpacked for a year, and actually paint the models and assemble them and make my new sal- hashtag make salamanders great again. Uh, nice. <laughs> try to work on just making a big salamanders army this year, because then then they're probably hopefully gonna drop the new book in 2020 sometimes. And then I'll go back to Dark Angels again. So uh, try to make like a 5,000 point force of Salamanders this year. Uh, and then just try to keep up with uh, our good old uh, terrain pieces for all our events. That will keep us busy anyway. So, yeah. Nice. Hashtag no walls. Okay. Hashtag no walls. Okay. So we've got hashtag inside the walls. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> hashtag hashtag um hashtag all the hashtags hashtag um so we've got if i got this right so we've got salamanders done yeah terrain and is there a third one there or am i missing one no, oh no assemble assemble that's it stuff. that's it assemble all the all the other resin stuff right okay freddy yes what Your did I do for was... last year? I don't remember. I'm trying to forget what we said last year because I think it was very <laughs> ambitious and none of us managed it. Although you might have. So, um, you know, let's give you a pass on that one. It's all good, uh, but I can't remember. So what are you going to do this year? Uh, this year I will uh, finish my Adeptus Titanicus force, mm-hmm. uh, all, all the models. So I'll have my full man- Manipole plus um, all the additional stuff so I can muck, muck around a bit. Uh, Second one is to buy and paint a Somatalis t- table. Because I have this uh, bro, uh, bro bromance with Linus about each of us should 
have a Finnish Somatalis table for Scandis. Uh, ah, so that's what uh, that has, Hashtag spoilers. Mm. Uh, so I just need to save a lot of money to buy that for sure. <laughs> um, and then the third one is... Uh, what's the third one? Oh, yeah. My secret project. Secret uh, to, project. Fin to finish uh, my secret project for uh, Scandis. There we are then. So awesomeness, awesomeness, and secret awesomeness. Yeah. Well, you'll you'll start seeing whips once I'm because um, I'm doing it as a three three stage rocket here. So I'm going to focus on Adeptus Titanicus until that's done. Mm -hmm. uh, once that's because obviously we'll have to have it for Lincoln. So that's my first priority. Uh, second one is to get the Soma Chalice tables table done and ordered as well. And then uh, third one is working on my secret project. And you will start realizing what that is once I drop some whips on Facebook, once I start to actually work on it. Awesome. Awesome, awesome. Okay. How about, you? How about, you? How about me? How yeah. about me? Um, I, I, I need to get a playable army up and running. That's the first one, as my Iron Warriors are currently... Well, that's a lie. They're playable in Centurion, but I would like to have a... Uh, a playable army for bigger games. So I've got Gothcon in my sights for my militia. So that's that's the plan uh, for that one. Um, what else? Get my gaming tables terrain up and up and running, as I want that sorted as well uh, for myself. And this one, this one's probably going to be the most unrealistic. Is have enough money put away for the week when, for when book. Eight drops to actually be able to buy a copy. <laughs> that's like in two weeks. <laughs> I know, but I should have the money oh in two weeks. So it's just, it's, that's okay. It's just, uh, you know, it's a resolution that I might be able to do. So I'm trying to give myself a chance. For, um, for, for, for the listeners' sakes, pay your fucking internet bill first. Ah, it's all yeah. done. It's all paid. It's all good. It was, it's all, it was sorted for once. For once, it wasn't my fault. Okay, for once. <laughs> Just once, though. Um, but I still fixed it. You know, nobody would have known anything if you hadn't said anything. Damn it. Um, yeah, no. yeah. We, we, were, we were joking with, uh, with you asking for uh, asking people for um, yeah, to share their Wi-Fi on the street. Yeah, no, it's true. It's true. That, what, that was a backup plan of basically trying to find somewhere. <laughs> Where I could put a blanket over my head and just record. Let's go to um, brackets and shit. <laughs> yeah, basically, we're just going like to sit in like a Costa or something like that and just pill for their free Wi Fi for as long as possible. <laughs> um, a dollar hamburger and then sit there for five hours recording. <laughs> Jesus, that's expensive. Yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> no seriously. Um, yeah. I genuinely, I really want a copy of Book Eight this year. I really want to get a copy of Book Eight. So I'm looking forward to seeing what's going on in there. And. Um, yeah, um, I get. I guess I could also say another resolution is to try and increase the amount uh, to tie into that one is get book eight, but also increase the number of black books I actually own. So I've got book four, which technically is the only book I need. According to Freddie, it's true. It's true. Uh, <laughs> I have book seven, so I know about all the crazy power levels. Um, but I do genuinely want to try and build build my black book collection up this year as well. So yeah, militia army, gaming table at home, and build up my black book collection over the year. So that, that's sort of what I want to go for because I just want all that fluff because it's pretty. So, um, yeah, I can't, I honestly can't think of anything else now. Now we've done resolutions. That was because it's a new year and we have, we should do all that. Now we need to write these down somewhere so we know. Well, we're going to have them on audio recording and people. Yeah, but that's what you said last year. You're going to remember what the fuck. 
Yeah, but that would have involved me going back to that episode and caring enough. So, oh, I'll find a way to remember to put this lot out. It's okay. We'll fix it. Um, but yes, otherwise, I think we, we what have we covered? We've covered the resolutions. We've done our hobby progress. We've talked about what what new stuff there is out there. We've touched on the fact you're going to be actually at the Heresy Weekender, which is going to be amazing um, for you um, and great for us to follow on in our news feeds. And, um, oh, yes, I, I get to hang out with, um, I'm looking forward to be hanging out with Max very soon as well, Terra, because he's coming over for an event in Denmark in a few weeks' time. He's coming over to the Callis event, which is going to be awesome. So. Yeah. I'm going to hang out with Max for the weekend, which just fucking win, basically. Um, so I can't wait for that. So it's going to be good. Um, yeah, I think we've covered everything. I think we're going to have to wrap this one up. Um, cool. I'll say that we're going to go head on out to some music when uh, when this is all done. And we will be coming back with, uh, again, the lovely Christopher Sat, myself and Freddie, sitting down and talking all about fluff. And if you've got any fluff you want us to have a look at, uh, whether it's fluff your army or fluff for um you know events or anything like that again just drop us a message at the branching heresy at gmail.com and we will give it our very uh, amateur professional professional amateur take your pick once over and have a look at it for you so we're going to be right back after this tune with all things fluff
And we're back, and it is time for our main topic. And tonight, as it's the start of the new year, we thought we'd ease everybody in with our with one of our favourite topics, and that is fluff. I'm not talking about the fluff you find down the back of your sofa or in your belly button or wherever else you might venture these days, but we're talking about the background stories, everything and anything that creates more than just a plastic figures and dice rolling game, the stuff that we, especially I think in 30k, live for. Um, I know it's what I do. I know it's a major passion of Freddy's. <laughs> and also, it's a major passion of our guest tonight. And that is the wonderful, the the beautiful, the most softly spoken and erudite human being that I know, um, in this conversation at least. And that is Mr. Christopher Sat. How are you doing, sir? I'm very well. Thank you, Jody. I'm glad to hear it. I'm glad to hear it. So what are you up to with yourself these days? Actually, I just started, uh, after stealing Chris from the podcast, we started up a fancy podcast known as The Old World Lives. Thank you. Oh, cheap and shameless plug within 10 seconds. I'm proud of you. Thanks, thanks. Uh, I try to get all of my heavy lifting done within 10 seconds so I can go do, you know, hobby stuff. Good man. Good man. That's what we all try. Uh, beyond that, I've gotten really, really deep into Necromunda. So for the first time throughout pretty much the entire time I've played tabletops, I'm trying to build my own hobby table. So I got a good deal on a bunch of the sector mechanics terrain, and I'm building a bunch of my own stuff from old used empty plastic containers from that were left over from Christmas that have been washed out. I'm going to cover them in the liquid metals from Vallejo, and we're just going to build a big, crazy industrial table. Sweet. That sounds awesome. That sounds like a whole lot of fun. So, okay, so we know we've got some heavy industrial, probably Ramstein-themed um, stuff to be talking about as we go on, because uh, that seems to I be everybody's... fucking City Fight uh, fluff coming up right there. I can see that too. <laughs> city Fights, Mechanicum, Dark Mechanic. you know, it's got... You know, this is where this conversation is going to go, something tells me. Um, but well, I mean, it's basically self-defense. Once you buy two units of recon marines and you have destroyers, you need something to make sure you survive more than a turn. So you just build your own table. Or you hide them in reserve. <laughs> That's, that'll keep them alive for a turn. <laughs> This is like when I play with someone who's like, oh, no, you can do this. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I can uh, hold points. Have to put everything on the table? Uh, it's madness. 
Madness, I tell you. Absolute craziness. Absolute craziness. I actually uh, well, have, I'm, I have two other oh. New Year's commitments. I said just pushing myself into the conversation. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. I was just about to ask what are your New Year's resolutions. So we've got the, the gaming table. What else are you yeah. going to be doing, hobby wise? Uh, the first other two is that I am going to actually work on Empress Children Army, that I got some really good tips from this entire podcast from. What color scheme are you planning? Are you planning the metallics or? Yes. Uh, you are. Fred, but not necessarily with the Forge World colors because you had some really good advice there, particularly since I know of Eric's like real life struggle of trying to do whatever he can and wearing out his knees, getting that angry on red. So yeah, the I, amount of skinny the amount of skinny's taken off his knees and the neck injuries he's gotten from all that. Uh, we I do what we must. must. We do what we must. It's all well, about hobby commitment. If, if you feel you have fucking limited skills in painting, you just go with the <laughs> psychotic illusions from Color Shift Metals. Yeah, you tipped me off to those. Also, I found out that apparently Tamiya has some clear purple as well. Yep. Yes, they do. And so and does just do a straight up mix from the red and the blue as well. So yeah, you know, go nuts. <laughs> so I'm gonna do that. However, I am actually thinking of waiting until malevolence drops mm-hmm. because I just want to see how that pans out. And that ties into my final New Year's resolution, which is not start another fucking legion beyond the ones I already have. Oh and- shit! Sorry. Oh god. No, <coughs> oh, probably. Oh, that was a horrible cough. I'm sorry, Christopher. Please, boil me. Sorry. Continue. Continue. Oh, no. It seems totally sincere. I'm just going to eat one of these Terry's oranges I bought from Great Britain while I think about your cough. Mm. God. Oh, sorry. <laughs> oh, you really oh, need to get that look to. Let me I really do. Up. I'm just going gonna, gonna to have to take a drink of something. Preferably. <laughs> oh, wait. I'm out of that. Uh, and I'm going fin- to finish off my Nightlords uh, because I, I literally have three more things I need to finish up, and then I can do a bunch of more Raptors and Terra Marines. So I just need to do a damn Damocles. I need to finish off my Raptors, and then I want to do all the all the named characters from the Night Lords that doesn't have a model yet. Ooh, fancy! So you want to go balls out with the conversion stuff, huh? Yes, I'm gonna have a lot of fun with that. I hope. But you know what you need to do as well. I want I want to see this is shout out to everyone that comes to any of our events. I want to make sure that they always keep they make the list like 150 points at least spare and do some of our special units. Yes. Oh, t- t- nice little tantalizing drop there, Freddie. That's a nice little Easter egg for everybody right there. Yeah. I like it. I like it. Very Marvel-esque. We've got to keep that going. <laughs> so that's uh, that actually that that, cause that ties nicely into what we're talking about this evening. Your resolutions seem very bold, straightforward, and at least seventy-five percent honest and achievable. Um, which I think I, is can... I, I, I also want to run in two kilometers under nine minutes. So you know, I, I've lied to myself enough. I figure. Well, that, yeah, I was going to say that's under easy. Just nine tell you what... minutes. What the fuck are you doing walking? <laughs> Just tell your wife how much you spent on the latest Forge World Ball and then start running. <laughs> I weigh 115 kilos, Freddy. 115? I don't, I don't want to hear fucking excuses. If you need to go out and push that fucking asphalt, just do it. Uh, don't, don't, this is not the podcast for excuses. Two years of this has taught me. Don't worry. Just internalize all of it and just move on. No, I, <laughs> it's I'm healthier. Just starting, I'm, I'm just starting to like flop sweats. Freddy's got the dad voice down pat. 
He's like, you go on and hit the fucking asphalt, and my feet are just instinctively moving me out to the door. <laughs> well, you've got to stay still for the moment because we've got to finish. We've got to record this, but then, then, yeah, you've uh, definitely got to do for a run. Um, so, as you said, you, I mean, we we've known each other for a couple of years now, and you know, we all three of us have known each other for a while, and we know that you have a absolute love for backstory and as we talked about fluff and sort of creating stories and for those of you that have been listening to the podcast since whenever that is what we love and it's it's a baby it is literally like freddy's child as far as the podcast is done fluff, especially yeah, I too, so I have their fucking adopted yeah, you ad- you adopted the fluff <laughs> child as well. Not to be not to be confused with ginger stepchild. That is something completely different because that's something you beat around if you're you know in a bad mood. This is something you treat lovingly and care about and nurture and develop. So you know this is this is why we have you on this evening to talk to talk about fluff as a whole. And um, yeah, I mean I'm gonna I'm gonna sort of be cheeky and bounce this one over to Freddie and say, Freddie, where are we gonna where are we gonna start this off? Well, I was thinking we're gonna. <laughs> I, I, I think Welcome we're, first we're going to talk about how we kind of approach the hobby and why fluff is so important. Uh, mm-hmm. Talk about that, brainstorm a little bit with each other. And then I'm going to kind of put it all, all out to you guys. Like, But how would you go about creating, like I know we had an episode about narrative events and we've already talked about how, go, how you go about creating a, a story in a narrative event. But how would you be able to create a kind of tie that into armies and even bigger things like the background story of your army how would you how could you start about going about that so we will start with the basic stuff like the background of your character the background of your army and then kind of tie it all in together like a, a broader like system or subsector or what the fuck are they called uh, what are they calling again solar system like, galaxy oh uh, no yeah like the eastern fringes oh um not no, sectors. No. Not sectors. The other thing. <laughs> the other thing. Yeah. <laughs> not bigger than sectors. Not subsectors. Not sectors. Segmentum. But segmentum. Yes. Yeah, yes. <laughs> right. That's it. I've done my part for this evening. I'm out. <laughs> if you were sitting at home yelling at the podcast that you knew that damn answer, join the Patreon. <laughs> Have your chance to yell at Jody and, Crip and yeah. Freddy. 24-7. Yeah. 24-7. <laughs> By all means, please do. Come and join our Patreon. Shameless plug. <laughs> Do you not want to hear more about Christopher? Join the Patreon. Tell them what you could do better. Probably everything. Uh, yeah, anyway, yes. so we're going to talk about, talk about that uh, and a little bit stuff about it. But I think we're going we're gonna to start off with talking about why do we think that fluff is so important? Because we kind of, we've done painting courses. We've done army building suggestions when we do our army specials we always put in a little bit about painting your armies and stuff and i know heaps of other podcasts are like yeah, really good with their painting skills and contribution like the age of darkness stuff from miles and but how for me all of that it means nothing unless you have some good fluff about your army why is this character there why is this why have you built this army i know that maybe I've left the day of days of ETC, ITC, stupid board gaming stuff in my my previous life, and now I kind of evolved a bit more into a fluff gamer. So it's super important for me, at least. But I matured, I'd say. 
maybe not become an because <laughs> I didn't care about winning anymore. <laughs> it became an excuse for gaming. Drinking. Uh, anyway, so that, that's just a general idea we're going to talk about today. So we'll talk about first thing. Uh, I'm just going to ask uh, Christopher, like, what for you personally? Why is fluff so important? And what what is, what kind of what aspects drives you into look into fluff and create fluff and sort of you know immerse the whole thing? I'm I'm gonna say like Errol Flynn, I can't dance and I can't sing, so I have to wave a sword a bit. So fluff's important to me because I can't model and I can't paint, but I do talk a lot of shit and I like yelling at a keyboard. Uh, no joking aside. To me, the fluff is important because it lets you mold the direction of your army as well as the ideas behind it. Uh, you can take any sort of idea you want, like the classic destroyer company for ultramarines, and forges around them. What made these destroyers wind up on the other side of the Ultima Segmentum? What made you choose these units? How are they led? What is their raison d'être when you fight? Sorry for your horrible French. <laughs> it lets you mold. It is. It's better than my Swedish. It's better than my Swedish. You're all good. <laughs> I do yeah. apologize to the French listeners. I know we have at least one. <laughs> yeah, but Yancy's yeah, already raising the eight ray. No, but Raison basically. Raison d'être. Yeah, I'm not yeah, super bad. Sorry, come on. <laughs> so, <laughs> let's, just, let's just murder other languages for an hour. We can do that. <laughs> No, but basically it lets you mold the, the reasoning behind your army because whenever you start a new army, at least in 30k, everyone I've met, you have an idea. It starts off with, oh, I really want to do like an Empress Children Assault Company. I want to do an athlete infiltration company. Okay, that's a really great first step. Next step is why are they this? Why do they fight like this? What is their reason of perpetuating the Great War? Because as is often stated by you guys and everyone else, every legion could do everything. The Iron Warriors had infiltration companies. The Blood Angels had tank companies. I mean, Freddy's Emperor's Children, who you have a great idea with, and you're going to have to correct me, the tank company that took inspiration and wanted to surpass the Iron Hands in tank battle. Yep. I mean, that's, that's a great idea. And also, I think Fluff lets us, and I mean the 30K community as a whole, it lets us moderate ourselves and give us an option in creating armies rather than just picking the optimal shit all the time. It lets you take the idea you have in your mind and put it on the tabletop and perfectly and easily explain it. Because when you played 4K, and I assume we all have in some instance, you meet someone and they're like, oh yeah, I play an outcast Corsair part of the Ilyandan army, and they've just left, and they're led by this badass Corsair prince, and that's what my army is. And you go and you look at your army and you're like, okay, cool, but you still just only have the best shit of everything all the time. Shouldn't you have more of this and this? And they look at you with a blank, vacant expression and just go, uh, no, that's not a good army. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So for, for me, the fluff also gives me like a red string to follow with my army. What's my next purchase going to be? Uh, one thing I did with my Alpha Legion is that original backstory for them having veterans, sniper veterans back in the day, I'm sorry, and Tank Hunter is so because... We, the... we all went there, man. We all went there. Yeah. Don't worry about it. But basically... Uh, you... <laughs> Shut up. Even you played sniper vets at one point, Freddy. You're not immune. <laughs> yeah, but his died so fast. No, <laughs> that's so... true, but still. <laughs> so died the fast, he died perfectly. <laughs> Perfection. Ah, good job. Uh, no, so basically they had snipers because he used to fight the Mechanicum, 
and they had tank hunters because they had to fight through a fortified world of the Mechanicum, the Laputan technocracy. And the idea I got for that was I want an excuse to play against my friend's Mechanicum and start my own Mechanicum army. So that let me bounce two ideas off one another. Uh, then I had one loyalist army and a trader army. And continuing on that, when I played like the local campaign with SLG against my friend Jimmy's Iron Warriors, uh, I continued to take the theme of the armored tank company and it bought less, less and less tanks, and I got more artillery and tank siege. And that's because he played a really fluffy uh, siege-defending fortified Iron Warriors army. So obviously, I couldn't keep throwing tanks at that, because throwing predators at a fortified sector is just stupid. And I don't think any legion is stupid. Not, not even the, not even, and I'm sorry about this, the Space Wolves or the World Eaters would just keep running across Nomad's land if they could instead use any of their myriad resources. So then my 108th Alpha Legion became tank and siege breakers instead. And that's just how I kept building them. I started getting more alternatives and I got some phosphix because I hate everyone. And that's what I wound up. <laughs> you didn't realize you had you know, more than one friend. So. <laughs> I realized you didn't need any. <laughs> yeah. And then to build on that theme, uh, since they kept losing, that's why I brought them to Candice, because basically main command had delegated them to, to go to a task and win or die. So my entire siege company went to Scandice, where they got to fight uh, Bjorn and Linus and Anders, and they lost. So now I have to remake that army. So in a very roundabout way, why do I think fluff? Well, three basic reasons. It lets you theme your army that is not optimized around winning the damn game. The second one is it lets you put your own staple of how you want to play the game on an army that is very, very open interpretation of fluff. And three, it lets you take the games you play and create a consistent coherency. Basically, like, I did this cool shit here, and that's how it's affected my army here. And I don't think I've met anyone in 30k that is not interested in hearing more about your army. Unless you go like, oh yeah, these are uh, the Blood Angels, and they're the best at fencing, and they win all the battles, and they never lose, and also they're super hot, and all the Sisters of Silence want to sleep with them. Which I've never met. I would like to bring my quad mortar phosphorx batteries to that army just just to uh, just 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 to just to um, reacquaint them with the reality a little bit. Not that I'm that guy, but I can be that guy. <laughs> well, typical bitterness of an iron warrior. Never yes. Hashtag bitter iron. Thank you very much. And yes, I, hey, I've gotten laid at least once in the last. Shut up. <laughs> I haven't bought any models all year. <laughs> Oh, no, no, but I mean, that's what it ties into. And I mean, Freddie, where did you get your idea for your Empress Children? Uh, well, it was actually from <laughs> when I was reading uh, Fulgrim. And then I also, after I read Fulgrim, I went back and read, read, read the, the fluff section of Betrayer uh, for, for the Third Legion. And I thought like, okay, well, this this unit would have been one of the units that had worked a lot in cooperation with the Iron Hands. And so they're observing the Iron Hands and looking what they're doing. Kind of like I, I kind of raped this. This is another trick for making fluff, fluff. I kind of raped the idea of how the Empress children, uh, while they were small, worked with the Sons of Horrors. But instead, I imagine that a contingent of the Empress children was working with their best buddies, the Iron Hands. And in that way, you know, in typical Empress Children fashion, they ride they ride around in the tanks with the Iron Hands, and they realize, well, you know, before they went all psychopath, but they say, well, you know, the Iron Hands they do this tank thing, 
but we can do it even better because we will take whatever the iron hands do and we mold that into our own shit and we perfect it and that's kind of how i got it so oh, nice. once, once again like uh, inspirations and shit you, you get from all the books because if you think about it like even if you look at religion now probably everyone religious gonna hate me but most of the, the <laughs> stories are reinvented from previous religions or like same, same with like bedtime stories or like those old school stories that's been told way way back like the the grim the brother grim stories you know yeah they're all already retold tales of previous stories with that have just changed and kind of molded over the time so all the stories in the heresies you can if you read them like if you read the thousand Sons, you, you can sense the biblical theme in it for example and you can see how they stolen patches you've seen how they stolen like background from dune and so on which we talked about before so you can already use all the stories that are in the black books and in the black library books and you can instead of have it on the macro scale or focused on the super you know super known mega character or the primark you can bring it down to like company level or talent level, depending on which fucking legion, legion you do, or like militia, exolia, regiment, or cohort, and apply it there with a twist and make that your own. So it's, it's I don't know, like the, the thing I love about reading black books and, and reading like library books or just reading sci-fi in general, or any kind of stories, is, it, is you get inspired. Like, you get, like your Iron, Iron Warriors. Olympia, yeah. you know, the Greek kind of city-state. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, the funny thing was with my my major push on the Iron Warriors actually started, what was it, after we did the uh, after we did the first, uh, the, the MKA painting course, but I think it was really for Lincoln last year. Um, was it the year? No, year before. Lincoln the year before. Um, where I actually, because it was just after that, I actually was looking at the Iron Warriors and I'd heard so many people complain that Iron Warriors are basically tyrants, Havocs, and Phosphex. So <laughs> out of pure stubbornness being me, I just went, fuck it, I'm not using any of those for this year. And then I went, crap, what am I going to do? <laughs> um, so I still had quad mortars in, but no Phosphex. Didn't run Phosphex whatsoever. Um, so I just had, I, I would very rarely run anything other than shatter shells in there because that, they are just too good for what they do. However, um, with uh, with the army, I had to look at just sort of trying to do something different. And because we'd done the tank course, I'd just done, painted up a rhino and, and sort of went, hmm, what can I do with this? And I went, you know what, I'm going to try and do a fast army. I'm going to try and do something that people don't naturally expect to see put down from Iron Warriors. They expect, you know, artillery, like I said, tyrants, havocs, big heavy guns. But I tried to put everything mobile. So I, ha I went and got myself some uh, jet bikes. I got myself a couple of plasma predators. Um, I put everything in rhinos. Not so much rhino rush, but I tried to put everything in vehicles at least. Um, I was back then. I was still running Terminators in a in a um, Spartan, so that that was sort of the core of what I'd, I'd built on, and I've I've sort of built on that since. So adding in um, 
I had for for I shipped some of them off, like veterans in a termite because that's always fun. That's another sort of movement based thing. I know termites so good. Um, surprisingly, Legion land speeders, the basic land speeder with a heavy bolter and a heavy volkite on it, does some serious work <laughs> if you pick the right targets. Uh, I mean, four strength six shots will hurt, especially if you've got a squad of three of them, so you're putting out a load of shots there. Um, and I've still got my like, Dreadnoughts and uh, Dreadnought Drop Pods, stuff like that. Hello? I found more and more that things like my hey, Terminators hey, 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 were staying at home, and I went for a so large unit said, of jump pack infantry. said Dreadnought, and then you went. Oh, one back. Oh, Dreadnought. Right. Okay. Well, I pro it probably picked up. So I'm going to repeat myself anyway. But I'll say that um, I was using my Dreadnoughts, but then I, I sort of realized that I went for a big block of uh, jump infantry because jump troops are amazing when you use them properly, especially if they've all got melter bombs. They really put the shits up, people. And I realized I was starting to leave my sort of slow moving like Terminators and stuff at home. Um, and that all bore out from me going, right, what do people not expect from me as a player? Because the general fluff, the general background of the Iron Warriors is big, heavy siege guys. And went, okay, so what haven't I seen in the story? Fast-moving stuff, basically. And I'll, I'll try and put that together, and that's where it's developed. And it was, uh, I sort of developed a background story based on this... Uh, it, it basically became an outpost force, a garrison force that had uh, started to deal with a lot of um, light armored, but very uh, light armored rebellions on the the, the wall, the the sort of place they were garrisoned. So they had to react fast. They they could bring terminators and stuff in and big guns in for you know really big fights. Most of the time, it was just. Yeah, the coup de gras. They they would they would bring them in for the big stuff, the really big stuff. But most of the time, they just had to be moving fast all the time. It was a dry red planet, so they had to be moving all the time. And that's really where that story came around from. Yeah, so they and had them in, and then they delivered a killing blow. Yeah, exactly. Then they they they. I, I'm not going to say they saw what the the emperor's children did and tried to do it better because they don't. But um, <laughs> there is a definite, you know, let's go go with the hammer blow, but you know, have the nice fast moving forces. Um, but actually, I wanted to just touch on something you mentioned a little a little while ago, Christopher, because when I when I first started properly playing 40k, which is probably about five years ago five or six years ago when I first started properly playing. So I was always, like your good self, a fantasy boy beforehand. Um, never forget the old world. Um, good man. You were a good man. I was. I was, and then, then, I, then I went to 40K. But um, I always found that, for me as a player, the fluff was always an escape from the what, what felt like it was becoming the end of 7th edition, um, to, or at least... At 6.5 stroke 7 was like you said very cookie cutter lists you know if it was marines it was when they started having the demi company and the companies you know you basically if you took a full demi company or whatever it is you got free rhinos and all this sort of stuff yeah, so it was, yeah so it's the formations and stuff yeah formations and i was playing with a group of guys who solid group of guys but it was always a case of i'd end up facing against an eldar force which was basically full of jet bikes um, what the is it? Wraith guard with D wing. 
Yeah, the good yeah, old Wraith Guard, Wraith... and the Wraith Guard that could deep strike in. And... Oh, no, that Wraith, Wraith Guard with D-Flamers in a Wave Serpent and Dark Reapers. Every yeah. time. Didn't matter what I played, that's what I would face. And for me, the only escape from that was to go into the fluff. And there was a little bit of freedom with the, with the Space Marines because you could, in theory, make your own successor chapter. Um, but it still was very much... You were then stuck to basically playing a no-named character which had no real life to it apart from telling a story. And that sort of eventually lost a lot of the energy for me in the gaming because it was just a case of, okay, what are you putting on the table? Right, I might survive a couple of turns. Right, let's try and find something heroic in this one. You know, some, some sort of heroic effort for my army to do so that I can walk away and feel like I've done something. I still, I won't lie, I still face that in, in 30k at some points. It's like, okay, what am I playing? A Mechanicum. Oh, God, how many of those? Right, okay, you've got those, you've got Pelt. Okay, <laughs> that's a lot of haywire. This is going to hurt, but let's see what I can do with it kind of thing. But that's what pushed me out of 40k into 30k because, and we've said this so many times, we're basically playing a, a, a historical war game, but there is so much freedom in it. For something that's got is technically historical, it's it's being written at the moment. There's it's such a big universe because you are talking about legions of fifty, a hundred, hundred fifty thousand troops. For some of the legions, like the Iron Warriors and the Ultramarines, you can go right. This band of five hundred dudes is stuck out on a moon somewhere doing this, and it works. It's not suddenly saying this Space Marine Force, which is 40 guys, which is, what, 4% of the entire chapter, or whatever it is, um, out of their 1,000 dudes, this is 4% of the chapter. Oh, look, the chapter master, not just any any sort of random captain, but Marius fucking Calgar, or now he's technically a lieutenant or whatever it is, has shown up, and he's in this backwater battle. It just felt too too small and too big at the same time. This feels like you've got room to breathe. And you can do things from one game to the next. Even if you don't um even if you don't play the same people, you can and this is one of the things that we've talked about before and I think we'll talk about in a minute, is like you can take your army and your your last last victories. Let's say I played Freddy's if I take my Iron Warriors up against um, Freddy's Raven Guard, and he kicks my ass from seven ways from Sunday, I can then take that into my next game, which might be against my buddy Sal- my buddy Frederick Salamanders, and I can go right. Well, they don't like they've they've seen how this type of army fights against them. They want to change it, so I can change how my army plays, and I can then go and use that to drive my experience into the next game. And then I can take it maybe into a game against, like, God forbid, Linus is Mechanicum or something. <laughs> God forbid that. But, you know, and you could, that's what I think you have the freedom of in this. Yeah, I but, uh, no, I think you have a great point because also having the games carry on in between themselves, you can't always play the same people. I mean, most people won't. You travel or someone's sick or someone has a child through poor decisions, uh, no fault of their own. 
or whatever, and then you can bring that story with you, and you can have grudges, and maybe you meet up at Scandus or BSK or some event once a year, and you can carry out the logical combination of that, like, this is what we've been doing since the last we fought, because sometimes I think one of the issues that we as players have is understanding the tremendous scope of the world of 30k. I mean, a legion of space marines is so incredibly huge, it's hard for us to fathom the scale it's working on. I mean, like Freddy usually yeah. says, more, more people died on Istvan Five than there are Marines in the 4th century. And some of them escaped. Yeah. Some of them are kicking around. So you can do whatever you want with your army because whatever there is, it's going to happen out there. And, and like Freddy said, I get what you're saying. It's like the perpetuating myths, like building on the stories, like how in A Thousand Suns, you also have very clearly the Tower of Babel in that the Thousand Suns reached too far for forbidden knowledge and they knew they fucked up. And then when a reckoning came, they more or less threw their hands into the air, or at least Magnus did, and said, well, who could have known? Who could have known that this would happen? Truly, we the wisest done fucked up and nothing can be done. And Armand says, of course you can. And there are biblical elements in that, but also, like Freddy said, in the Bible, and I don't want to offend anyone other than the French and possibly the Danes. <laughs> and for the Scornish. Especially yeah. Yeah. Well, thankfully, I'm, I'm. Yeah, shut up. Keep talking. <clears throat> You're too good to be Scornish. Uh, but <laughs> in, it's like the idea about the self, the eternal hero. In most religions, you have trace elements from previous iterations of faith. Like, you have a lot of things within most monotheistic Abramidic religions, like uh, Christianity, Judaism, and in uh, Islam as well, that was way back. It's been in the Indian, Egyptian, people traveled and they spread stories. Just look at Sweden. We have a lot of so-called saints today who are basically deified old jarls, like god kings who were made into gods within Scandinavia. But when Christianity came, they just made them into saints and then we forgot about them. That's something you can do within 30k as well. I'm trying to tie this up, just bringing the loop back full circle. You can take whatever theme you want and apply it onto your force. And you can do it in a way that suits your own ideas. Like Freddy said, Games Workshop used to shamelessly steal stuff or draw inspiration. What do you, you mean have... used to? <laughs> well, I say used to because apparently now their main modus operandi is. And then this dude came who was like almost better than everyone else. And he did Marines who were like better than everyone else. And now they're going to make the Marines better than everyone else. And then Chaos got beaten okay, all over. Well, and then a week later, then something else came that was better than everyone else. <laughs> <laughs> and you need to buy it. At least some of the new models in terrain look awesome. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Which is why I bought a bunch of it. Uh, no, <laughs> and what Freddy did is actually really good. He took something and then he adapted it to his own needs. Like he said, I took the part from the Empress Children working with the Sons for Worries and then I applied it into a scope that I found interesting. He took something and supplanted it into his own. Uh, my loyalist mechanicum are basically the Laputan technocracy from Gulliver's Trips, which is basically a big floating island in the sky who is completely dedicated to technology, but they never do anything that actually helps people because they've, been so, they've become so dependent on technology that they don't even understand what the basic person needs. Does that sound familiar for any faculty in 40K? <laughs> if you can't plug it in, you can't fix it, basically. It doesn't do the job. It's like, <laughs> we noticed you were dying from cold. Here's a here's a wall heater. Uh, we don't have electricity. Well, you guys should That's really do something about that. 
alias get into my invisible well, you're obviously not evolved enough then are you <laughs> i get into my invisible crystal rocket and go back into the sky and i'll get back to you in 10 years try not to die do you guys have food oh of course we do bye and i mean <laughs> you can you can adapt anything uh, i read a bunch i reread a bunch of the bad of war books uh, and, uh, so yeah. good. Sorry, <laughs> cute adult noises right now. <laughs> yeah, and I think if you and me, Jody, I, I apparently Freddy did. If you and me could have played someone, and we went like, okay, if we're gonna do one of the battles from Battle War books, we wouldn't have suffered as much as we did during the sixth and seventh edition. Sure. Because I played my friends from high school, and they're really good people, but like. They played the game like Games Workshop told us. They took two sheep troop choices and then they took whatever was best because that's what they had. And yeah. I mean, I played my Dark Eldars the only way I could, like s- sneaky raiders who went in and took objectives. And I lost a lot more than I should have, but at least we had some fun. You shouldn't have to choose if you want to have fun or win the game. You should just choose if you want to have friends. No, if you want to have fun with some good people. <laughs> if you want to have friends or if you want to have phosphates. <laughs> And that you can do in 30k. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> particularly, no, I, I would say in 30k, because you can you do black cults, militia, solar orcs, oh, and yeah. God knows whatever they bring in the next book of malevolence. I don't know, so I've bought all the demons. <laughs> <laughs> just, just put a wide selection of everything. <laughs> and I think, I think that's, I think like what you were touching on there is is actually really good because you can. You can have so much fun with this, and there is there's such a scope to. Okay, per- personally, this is this is my 30k versus 40k um, sort of rantish thing here. Is that with 30k there is still even with all the stuff that's produced by Fortwell, all the stuff you can bring over from Games Workshop, there is still a massive amount you can find from other producers and go nuts on. Um, and you know, like cults and militia are, are probably the, in my opinion, the best outside. And then solar orcs very quickly, the best two armies to go um, go crazy with if you don't want to do something that looks like everybody else. Um, and the the fluff you can come, you can have anything from. I think you, yours is uh, is it your solar orcs or your militia that's the Necromon the Ninth, Freddy? Uh, Necromon the Ninth is my uh, solar orcs. Yeah, so you've got a you've got a a, a theme and all around that, which is yeah. awesome. Um, I mean, they're like uh, what is it? Um, Morton from Don't Lose Your Head. He's got um, a cultist army, which is basically the um, uh, what's it called? The Carnival of Madness, or yeah, from Fulgrim. Yeah, from Fulgrim, and that that is just well brilliant and X rated at the same time. Um, and I know, like you're talking about myself, I've, um, or you're talking about different things you can do. I'm, as I've sort of shipped off some of my own warriors in a different direction now. I'm starting a new concept, and I've been I've been talking about this on the show for the past three or four months. But I've actually got the bits together now, short of some artillery pieces, and I'm doing a um, cults and militia list that's going to be based around a rogue trader. Hmm. So I'm he's actually the the whole core of the. Um, this, the whole thing for me started off when I was like, I want to go and do something fun. I happen to have 40 to 50 Imperial Guard, Cadian Imperial Guardsmen from a trade somewhere sitting in a box. I could do something to ally in with my Iron Warriors. And I was looking at the stories of their main sort of 
militia forces and such as an idea. I thought that could be pretty cool. But then I started uh, having a look back at some of the old source books and came across Rogue Trader and just went, hang on a second. <laughs> Planetary Overlord with Survivors of the Dark Age, a few other bits and pieces. Hello, I've got a Rogue Trader. Ooh, I'm going to go to a Rogue Trader fleet now. So Only you could buy a modern interpretation of the Amble model and uses ogrins, chained up ambles that are basically dropped from space to fight enemies. If only you could buy that model somehow, Jody. If only, if only. Yeah, I'll find a way. <laughs> Life finds a way. Life does find a way. Oh, brilliant Jeff Goldblum re- reference as well. But um, no, it's, for me, it's like I'm now able to go out there and go, right, well, to do this, I've got such, just in that one like paragraph, a rogue trader fleet or a traitor rogue trader fleet, which is because I play traders only. Um, that's just a massive canvas, even though it's only one, literally one sentence, not even a paragraph, because you go out and there's the whole role-playing game you can go and look through. There's all the different model ranges you can go and look through. You can go look at Battlefleet Gothic. You've got some Mortalis to think about. What's going to work there? Are you going to put a different army out? Are you going to have different things for it? You know, are you going to have like Bulgrins and stuff on on the um, on the on these in the Zone Mortalis forces like weapon loaders and you know stokers for the fires or, or whatever um and it's just that's it's crazy, crazy. <laughs> no because you buy the rogue trader ship from uh Balfour coffee yeah, yeah kind of want one. that kind of want that one <laughs> did, did you sure. guys when you were kids did you have this book with like see-through castles where you could see the different rooms and the function yes did I grew up in the country where most of those castles were made. <laughs> so I see them in person. Yeah, you also grew up in a country who actually had a plan during the Second World War of t- taking a huge glacier and making that glacier a warship. So I'm not sure if all of your ideas actually panned out in that direction. No, but there wouldn't have been any evidence of it afterwards. <laughs> the global melting would be, you know. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I can't. It would, have argue been the sneak, that. it would have been the sneakiest fucking attack ever. Slide in, destroy some bad guys, and then everybody drinks, drinks gin and ice afterwards. Well, when he's rid of it. Uh, fucking Monty Python, the attacking when he's running forward, it would be the iceberg coming towards Germany. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, what I was going for is that your idea is really <laughs> got itself contained because you can basically take one of these like draw blank pictures of a rogue mm-hmm. trader ship that you can find online and then you can fill the rooms yourself with what's in it mm-hmm. like how many accoutrements do you have you could even add some trophies in there and make the objectives from the guys you beat because mm-hmm. everyone's always willing to give you like a couple of bits and you can have like, this is what I have here. And I have troops, like you said, I have a bunch of militia stokers because it turns out we have a surplus below, below decks. Or like I have these uh, rifle grenadiers with power weapons because I have some treacherous advisors I need to weed out. You yeah. can do anything. That's such a great idea, Jody. I'm having, I'm having so much fun. The worst thing is, the worst thing is, I'm trying to find a fucking color scheme that I like. And that's the only hard part. Ooh. I haven't worked the colors out yet, but... Everything else is 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 planned out. I mean, literally, I have a whole Zone Mortalis list planned out that I will pretty much not double a single miniature over from my main battlefield fleet. As an example, 
<laughs> because it's like it's based around because I, I, I talked about this before it's based around like goliath gang uh, not goliath orlock gangers as um you know sort of like the if you think like the rebel alliance troops from um star wars they're gonna have like these large helms on like the nice blue tone stuff like that oh, it's yeah. gonna be they're gonna be the main guys and and freddie was extremely kind to give me one of the greatest miniatures ever, which is the old metal commissar with a power sword and uh, oh. uh, power fist, who's going to be my uh, my force commander. That guy <laughs> has a sword on his shoulder. Yes. And he's going to look amazing as my ship commander, which will be my force commander. And, you know, like I said, I've got some Ogrins. I've got some... Uh, I'm, I'm probably going to see if I can get my hands on some of the... Um, I think it's the Chaos... Ogrins, I think it is the ones who like look like they're carrying large oh, yeah. lumps of metal with concrete on the oh, end and stuff like the, that. The one from uh, the a traitor militia, siege, siege of Rex. Yeah, yeah, because I reckon I could have have fun like um, with a couple of those, for example. There's like one dude that's carrying, uh, yeah, a, he's carrying a giant post, like literally just a metal post with a lump of concrete on the end. If I take the lump of concrete off and put a gigantic shovel on the end of it, there you go. He was a stoker. Done. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> how, how willing are you to convert? Because they're going to release oh, a new gene, the new gene stealer called Aberrants. I think you can make five models in one kit, and they're big, muscular, oh, and they're up. just wearing tatters. I'm all up for converting. So, yeah, there's another option. You know, So I'm just looking at these things going, how can I do it? And I want to have, you know, and like we said, fluff. Fluff is the way that I can do this because it's, it allows me to um, go, I want to try this. I want to create this particular story. I want to create a story that involves a rogue trader uh, fleet that's turned traitor and is, you know, I'm going to base a, a battle fleet, gothic fleet around it. If because I read why about not? a rogue trader that used to be <clears throat> leading the vanguard of the Warmaster's own fleet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> no comment. You could, all you need to do is rope in a friend who does black shields, and then you guys can fight together. Because it's like, well, I I don't know what it's called. I, Thaddeus Goodwraith III, rogue trader of the Nuclear Deeps, I'm going to call in a favor. And you're like, well, here comes black shields. You guys fucking know me. Don't you fuck oh. this up. Oh, that could tell. Oh, I, I do have spare marine model. Shut up, Christopher. Damn it. <laughs> adding to my load, to my workload now. I love it. But no. Um, but yeah, seriously, none of this well, will be well, possible. if they're going to be traitors, you can have um, oh, I've got my dark compliance list just saying that, well, it might be a rogue trader and might, tr- you know, trust him, but there needs to be some fucking. Oh, yeah. Some voices of the war monsters around there. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Although I've got, I mean, that's why I can put my own warriors in there, have them in there. Uh, you know, I can have some fun with all the spare bits I've got. So yeah, but that's that's enough about me flattering. I mean, Freddie, you should tell go over your Necromunda knife, man. They're they're you've been working on those guys for a while. Yeah. Well, uh, <clears throat> basically, it's it's a solar ox force. Uh, it's also a militia force, uh, and it's based around. Um, uh, as everyone knows, Solar Ox are, are super good at Void Warfare. They're kind of uh, doing the whole, you know, how, how you do the customs do checks of ships and in, mm-hmm. in like how they do it nowadays. But 
they do the same thing when they check spaceships. So everyone remember that audio story with Garo when they send uh, some fucking dudes over to check that ship and the yeah, Castos fucks it up and he gets he gets murdered by the it's even the white scars that are the traitors and shit. Spoilers, sorry. <laughs> Just the spoilers first. Uh, I'm already anyway, right. 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 I, I won't edit it for you, it's all right. Yeah. <laughs> it got me that idea that okay, well, there would be a massive space station uh, above Necromunda, right? Uh, on there was the ninth, uh, uh, the ninth uh, Necromunda cohort, uh, which with their um, uh, planetary defense force militia auxiliary that was helping out, uh, manning you know, you know basic stuff, doing the whole. Well, what they did, they, they did the searches of the big ships and stuff uh, while the solar auxiliary went out and did like a high important task. They did, did ship convoys and kind of manned like the defense monitors and shit around there, manning many other things and then during there was I'm, I, I don't want to spoil my entire story because there's much about it but let's just say uh during the horus heresy and uh, the war came to necromanda and in the big massive apocalyptic battle that erupted above necromanda uh the space station which was huge who also had a working stc in it uh, crashed into one of the hives of necromanda plummeted through and uh, well that was the end of the ninth cohort necromanda cohort Aww. who's Maybe uh, bad. who who's uh commander just happens last name just happened to be van sar <laughs> sneaky like it <laughs> but anyway like um if anyone is interested in the entire booklet, I'll, I'll send them to you. That I, remind... I made up like an entire red book of it. Yeah, I saw that at BSK. It's really tight. Because yeah. I think, I don't remember who was came up to you, Linus, or someone was like, oh, Freddy, what's the story for these guys? And actually brought out the pamphlet for him. Never, ever, yeah. We're, we're, note to self, or note, note to everyone, never challenge Freddy on fluff. He will whip it out and lay it on the table in front of you. And it will be pretty. You just have to live with the fact. Uh, but anyway, so that took um, from back in the day. I used to play. I always, I always went for the Redeemer because you know the Redemptionist was the fucking the bomb for Necromunda. But I always had like a secret love, passion for the Vansars, and then so I got I, I got super inspired when I saw like an old Rogue Trader that Blanche and Art when they had. Uh, uh, when they have the saint on there, which is obviously the saint of the mm -hmm. Imperial Guard, which everyone knows eventually he rocks up in heaps of Black Library books, so we're not going to do any spoilers. But, you know, the old school fashion, when they're doing the pac pacification or something, whatever, and they have the banners and shit, and it's like the, the Necromunda Ninth. Oh, it's not the Necromunda Ninth. I think it's the Eight, the Spiders. And I have all these fucking, um, uh, from Badab War, Red Scorpion, transfer sheets that I'm never going to use. So I came up with, well, if the eighth were the spiders, the ninth would be the scorpions. Oh. So I get to use that in that amazing transfer sheet that is sadly out of production, I think. Mm. Uh, and not see it go to waste. And then I have fuckloads of scorpions. And that's why I keep getting home. Oh, look, scorpion grill and shit. But no, it's the <laughs> Necromunda ninth, the red, the fucking the scorpions. 
When you, said, when you said you didn't want to spoil anything, it reminds me of when I was playing 30k at a Swedish venue called Rogue Trader here in Stockholm. And I think I was playing my Night Lords, and someone came up to me like, Why are you playing the Night Lords? Don't you know they lose the heresy? And he walked away, and I was just confused. He was being super deeply ironic or generally trying to tell me to fuck off. I, was, <laughs> I, I didn't even know how to react. He looked so happy with himself. Oh, bless. What the fuck? Oh, spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> spoilers. Horacy loses. Fuck. <laughs> yeah. Spoilers. Spoilers. The traitors don't win. Or do they? Yeah, no. <laughs> I, 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 felt, I felt like going into university and walking into a history class where we're studying ancient Rome and they're saying, oh, don't you guys fucking know? Brutus and Cassius stab him. Make sure it's a first year class. It's more like going up to historical wargaming people and make fun of the people that play like the fucking French in during the Napoleonic area or the world, like Germans in any. <laughs> Yeah, any conflict <laughs> conflict except from 1705 up to 19 what is it five yeah, yeah it's only it's only a 200 year period it's nothing you, you can jump over that what are you on about <laughs> what are, well, what are, if, if you look into the history up. every country is apparently like a 200 year grace period <laughs> yeah even sweden yeah, even, yeah, sweden, even sweden before exactly we lose everything <laughs> spoilers. Sorry, we lost the Great Northern War. Spoilers. spoilers Actually, I mean, about that, uh, <laughs> like, like most other Swedes, I was super interested in the Carolinian soldier uh, legend we had. And I think I told Freddy about this. And when I started and I was going to do my first night house, I was either wavering between doing the Carolinian soldier Nighthouse, or I was going to do Nighthouse inspired by Swedish kings because Gustav II of Adolf, Gustavus Adolfus Rex, one of the greatest kings we ever had, I was going to make my night. Yes, that's what I was going to call my night Seneschal, the Lion of the North. And I was going to make it in metallic blue and yellow. Yeah, metallic blue is so good. Yeah, so. I painted a Nighthouse in metallic blue. (laughs) Uh, I don't know. Did that guy ever get that Nighthouse? I read someone on the internet. uh... Did it. He plays in the same fucking uh, club as Cole, who got the fucking warlord. <laughs> oh, oh! So I'm supposed to believe that the one dude won two lottery rigged. Says the man who was in the room when he won his, <laughs> got it and delivered. Uh, <laughs> because you know, with anything, neither do I. Though. Uh, me. Welcome to my world. Yeah. Listen, <laughs> I don't mind people being winners of the lottery. I just don't want you guys putting chemicals in the lottery so one guy shows up as a ringer and picks up the night titans. Don't you think <laughs> I knew? I was, I was obviously Freddy with a mustache. And last year, it was Freddy with a cowboy hat. No, we were just we were just juicing the lager fridge at the uh, at Scandalous. That's all it was. <laughs> just suddenly shooting, you know. At least if it's one thing I don't need, it's more time. <laughs> no, you're good. That's pretty fucking good. You're pretty yeah, good. So, and that's awesome. I mean, another another even yeah. pair of warhounds, you'd have a, a really big maniple then, Freddy. Just so. Well, multiple maniples. True. <laughs> Fred, Freddy has so many maniples, he has to IP protect all of his ideas for Titans because otherwise people are always going to steal the names and Titan ideas. Yeah. That's how far we've come. <laughs> and GW sniffing around soon. Yeah, and that's also something you can do. If there's a historical period that really interests you, you like the late Byzantine Empire, you can make a cult and militia. You could adapt it to Empress Children, which is the Fortress equivalent. Or you could make a night house or a Mechanicum offshoot. 
I mean, there's so much crazy shit in the black books mm-hmm. that we haven't got models and rules for that you could make. Like, I reread for no apparent reason. I reread a lot of the night fluff, and there's one house that is basically immortal space vampires that live forever and just forced to get into night chassis and fight for Lacrimala because they had a temerity to once ask for better knights. You can make an entire army out of that. Yeah. Or like uh, our friend uh, Tim did from uh, uh, Vengeful, Vengeful, Vengeful Spirit, like from Moloch. Oh, yeah. yeah. With Banilash and everything, that was uh, so pretty. Yes. Banilash. There is pictures of that up on our podcast page, actually. Uh, Banilash is up there. Um, oh. Actually, did you talk about that? I was funny. I was rereading. Uh, which one book was I rereading? Uh, book. <laughs> Yeah, book four actually. Um, no, no, it was. Uh, I think it's book Best three of the Iron Warriors. Um, and it's it's kind of funny because there's this fantastic section where if you just look down the sides side of it, they're talking about casualty reports for Iron Warriors conflicts, and it's like you know sixty thousand, you know sixty percent losses acceptable stuff like that. It's like ninety five percent losses um, acceptable losses, but failed to failed to out failed to the positive outcome and shit like that. And I'm looking at going. Just doing a force based off that five percent, you could actually do like maybe they they went loyalist because they hated, or, or they went black shield loyalist kind of thing because they went. What do you mean you ground this into the fuck you guys? We're we, we're out. We're, we're just we're out. We drop mic drop walk and they went and painted their armor black and went and did you know rogue siege breaking shit or something. I don't know. But there's there's so much so many little stories, even in the margins, where you can find a, a spark of inspiration and go, I want to do that. Yeah, and I mean, that's, that's a great example. And here's an historical illusion as well. When Napoleon was deposed for the first time, when he came back to France, the new king tried to send the army against him. And they did it four times, but every time the, um, the military went to arrest Napoleon, he was so charismatic and attractive as a leader that they wound up joining him. Now imagine taking that and amplifying it and bringing it into Horus, the Warmaster. How many far-flung chapters of the Ultramarines or White Scars do you think could actually meet Horus in person or one of his representatives, like Milo Gerst, and walk away and saying, you know what? I think that guy has a decent point. The Emperor's all the way on Terra. He doesn't give jack shit about me, but Horus is right here, down in the dirt with me, fighting for something I can easily understand. Yeah, there are good people on both Which sides, is right? Interesting in uh, the first time the Black Shields are mentioned in, in a square in the best book in the world, book four. Uh, Don't even have to trade actually, that, but trademark that. You have just that example about Space Wolves and White Scars and uh, Iron Hands that end up uh, joining Horus just because of that thing. Yeah. Which you can get. It's like he is, yeah. So there's just so much that exists out there that you can have fun with. I mean, one one thing that I've kind of fancied doing is actually a, a, a Space Wolf veteran force. Uh, I can't remember who wrote it. I think it was Gav Thorpe. But there's basically a 13th Warrior-inspired um, Space Wolf short story. Um, I don't know if you guys have, have read it at all. Um, or listen to it, but it's based on um, it's based during Prospero, uh, the the attack on Prospero, and basically it's um, Russ's old guard um, and other units that are chasing through this one particular tower in Tiska, and they're jumping through different gates, 
and ending up in different parts of the the building and then on Tiska and all this sort of stuff. And they're coming across this sort of how the the Thousand Suns transferred. And basically, it ends with them finding the sorcerer responsible for it, blowing his head off, and then getting trapped inside this transport way. I don't know if you've read this one at all. It's not familiar. Uh, you said Space Wolf, and that's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, for, for me, because I, right, I mean, Jake, I said it. <laughs> <laughs> but that's because I'm a massive fan of the 13th Warrior movie and stuff like that. It just sort of clicked with me. It's because that's another great place for inspiration is movies and other stories, and then going, how do I make them fit? Um, but for me, it was just like, yeah, I could totally get behind that and see that, okay, maybe, just maybe, this small but elite force, maybe it's nothing more than a centurion force, because basically that's all they were, is foot sloppers. Oh, managed that. to make it out but then you've got this really dark gritty slightly tainted space wolf force could be kind of fun you know that would be fun with play with so this there's just so many little short stories and stuff you can play with well i mean extending it from the bad up uh, i don't know how many of us have said back in the day oh i can start this army for 30k and it gives you 40k as well and nowadays we'll say i'll just start a small army like uh, centurion all you really need to perpetuate a legion is a battle barge, uh, a decent <laughs> apothecarian, and one or two apothecaries who know what they're doing, and aspirants. So if you maybe have... A, maybe a forge. Yeah, yeah, preferably. Or like a tech marine. But you could always like do like the world eaters and just chain tech priests to their stations and whip them uh, to get what you want. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, that's the great thing with a, a space marine legion. They're super sustainable physically, but they're also a self-perpetuating mimetic idea. It doesn't take a lot yeah. for the space marines to just go off the deep end and go like, you know what, we're setting up a space empire so we can fight better for Lord Gilliman. And then they're stuck there and they're like, well, we're going to go fight for Lord Gilliman anyway, any day now, any day now. And then someone shows up and like, hey, it's M38. This is the scouring. The fuck you doing? And what do they do? Maybe well, they we joined the Empire. We were waiting for the fight. Where'd the fight go? <laughs> to be exactly. They could just say, inspired by Lord Gilliman, we knew the time was not right. Fucking oh, coward. so you were fence you were you mean you mean the lion, right? Because they were fence sitting. <laughs> I said I, it. I, can actually, I actually like the lion more than Gilliman. Yeah. At least Gilliman's he stood just for something. Over, overpriced accountant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I can <laughs> feel the hate mail coming here. <laughs> I can feel the hate coming. But we've offended the French, every basic monotheistic religion and ultramarines. Yeah, cool. Yep. Yeah, we've so, covered every base. Check, check, check. Also, <laughs> if you play if you play white scores, I have read statistics that imply that your penis is smaller than the average size. Sorry about that, but facts. <laughs> uh, yeah, great, great episode to kick the new year off. <laughs> Do we have any players left? We can. Yeah, um, um, we haven't mentioned custodes yet, but you know we don't need to because they're 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 their own people. I'm gonna do two for one. Iron Warriors and Iron Hands. Is there really a difference, Yodi? Really? Really? Don't pick on the fucking hosts, man. <laughs> this isn't where this goes well. <laughs> and yes, there is. Our Primarch's still alive. Ooh, I went there. <laughs> Feel that burn. That's that's forge burn, that is. That's how harsh that is. And we've got your fucking hammer. <laughs> Sorry. Um, still when he's a demon, I'm fucking... Yeah, it's still, it's still there. It's still there. Still has his head on his shoulders, and yeah, still has the hammer. It's <clears> all funny games until Games Workshop Main decides to give you a demon per model. 
<laughs> yeah, or they tried to bring back Ferris Manus as the, the fucking Primarch of the Legion of the Damned. Yeah, I, I'm sorry to like I'm sorry to spoil this, but didn't I mean in the black book someone already did try to bring him back. So I mean that didn't really work out great for anyone. Oh, what yeah, do you mean? But... only the best fucking doctor in the entire fucking galaxy. Oh no, I didn't mean I didn't mean that one. I meant when the loyalists did it. Oh, okay. All right, another spoiler. <laughs> yeah, but I I won't tell you which book, but it was it was hilarious. <laughs> well, you've got your hammer. Sorry, I'm not gonna let that one go now. <laughs> All right, calm the fuck down. So yeah. anyway, but so we talked about. Uh, how you can get inspired by reading the stories that are out there, like the actual Horus Heresy stories, the Black Books and the Black Library books, and also about checking into history, you know, Byzantine, Roman Empire, Greeks, whatever, mythology, religion, all kinds of that stuff. Any anything that is, you know, kind of kind of have an epic background, just the same as the Horus Heresy, um, mm. but. There's another way, which is also kind of interesting to let a story grow. And I know Eric is, as Eric is not a fluff person, he, on the other hand, leans on this a lot to create the fluff for his own army and his story. And that is to use the games that you play. Yes. Yes. So what what he's done, like, for basically for his Railtech and his uh, Mechanicum is that he writes down... You know what's going on in, in in kind of like broad pen strokes, and and creates the fluff around his armies around the games that he does. I remember back in the day when I used to play Warhammer Fantasy, I had a book of grudges for my dwarfs. Amen to that. And I, and I wrote somewhere. down stuff in that, and then I remember next time I played like the Undeads or whatever. I remember I had a grudge, so for me it, it became like a personal mission to have this thane or whatever go and kill this necromancer or something because he killed the other guy last time or, or did something. Uh, and that, in, in sort of the same fashion you can do with your army. You, you you can kind of create the narrative with the story, with the game. Let's say oh, you, you keep playing your mate. You're, you're two mates and you're isolated. Uh, your Harrison community is basically you and your mate. He plays Militia. You, plays, you, you play a Legion, Legion X. And you start out with your two veteran squads and your centurion. In the end, you get ruffle stomps, heaps, and the next unit you buy is 10 <laughs> with fucking, what are they called again? Um, the fucking miniguns. What, rotor cannons? Uh, rotor cannons. Then you bought a tactical support squad with rotor cannons. Well, why? Yeah, because you're fighting on this planet where there's a constant stupid human uprising. So obviously your legionnaires aren't dumb, so they equip themselves with rotary cannons. So you kind of have a background story about that and what's going on. And and the same with like how you create your new units is like, oh, well, fuck, you have had so many casualties in your game. Now suddenly you get three apothecaries. And well, that's why, because they've sent in uh, additional support for you to fucking patch up your troops or whatever. Or you, or you have... Dreadnoughts, you get a Forge Lord because you have so many Dreadnoughts and so on and so on. Yeah. I mean, there's there's so much so much space to go back and forth on it. Um, I mean, I'd, I'd say that uh, a lot of the games I played last year, because I ended up doing uh, more uh, EO work with you, Freddie, 
and yeah. other stuff as I didn't play as much last year. Um, I played mostly here at home um, with my buddy Frederick, who's been on the, the cast before. And he, at the time, he was playing Death Guard. So we had little sort of scenarios going back and forth where we were, um, we, it was a lot of blue on blue action, so friendly fire, but it would because um, there were instances of like the Death Guard being sent out, um, like Typhus being directed by Nurgle um, specifically rather than by Mortarion and and stuff like that so and the primarchs having different goals and going against each other even though they were technically on the same side so we had this little back and forth and it didn't really evolve more than that because it was most of it was just getting to play the game and learn the new army builds and stuff like that but we we can still throw that on it and go yeah that makes sense in the game world that makes sense to us in the fluff we'll have some fun and then the next time okay well we learned from this so we're going to try and run this army because this seems to work better, et cetera, et cetera. And that's because the commanders in theater have, have learned that this is what potentially might actually get them what they want. So that was pretty cool as well. Because you can, you can run all... That's the other thing with the, with the heresy, is you can run all sides against each other um, and still find, for me, I think, still find a better story than you can in uh, certain other gaming systems. Who shall not be named. No, not 10,000 years in the future or, or anything else. <clears throat> yeah. It's like the kids, you know, they get their fan, they get their inspiration from iPad and the Kardashians. <laughs> I don't even want to know how that would work. For, that would be one hell of a children carnival of chaos there. <laughs> like... <laughs> Oh God! Oh God! No! I, I apologize to everybody who just had that mental thought with me, um, but too late. Can't unsee it now. <laughs> oh dear Lord! Yeah. I mean, and also, I don't know if you guys ever read it, but there's a black book. Uh, it's number four. I don't know if you guys ever looked into that one. It has never a really heard of neat... it before. <laughs> yeah. If you need to get some stuff to start a new army or like rope some friends in, just start a short conquest campaign. You can do it in like, if everybody meets once a month, you can do it in like three, four months. You get fluff, you get story, you get inspiration. You can even say like, for this part of the campaign, two weeks in, everybody needs to have 500 points of allies. And there you go. Yeah. Why would you have these allies? What are they doing? Why are they here? Maybe they are keeping an eye on you because Warmaster trusts trust you. Maybe they are actually loyalist enforcements from Dorne because he knows you're in the shit. Maybe these guys are just black sheets who showed up and obviously you're their meal ticket. I said uh, the first ever Horace Heresy kind of thing I ever did uh, <clears throat> was running a campaign from book four to start uh, my, my that, uh, then time, current club to get everyone inspired. We did character progression and everyone got to fill out like a sheet, kind of role-playing-esque sheet with um, their character and we kind of kept track of character progression. Uh, we also had an aim of like 250 points for for every time we had these ma major meetings and we progressed the story. And then because of the story, it meant that people didn't go out and buy the biggest, baddest, hardest unit that is. People rocked up with breaches, people rocked up with destroyers, people rocked up with Rico Marines and, and stuff, just because it was part of the story and and he's just felt like, oh well, next mission they they they're on the backtrack, they have to infiltrate and stuff. Oh well we'll need some Rico Marines because that makes sense. 
and it just you know one thing leads to another and, and you let the story kind of drive your army builds instead of the point and efficiency and the win ratio yeah and i mean maybe i'm generalizing but i think i've met more people in 30k than in 40k who are willing to add role-playing game elements because most people I've met in 30k have some basic rudimentary understanding about role-playing game mechanics and have played them to some extent. Yeah, I think it, I think it comes from. I mean, it's it's kind of funny that I think that the the age range of at least in our our meta, our, our sort of the Swedish gaming scene, there's a larger population. Uh, uh, the players are pretty much 30, 30 years and over ish um and i think that that generate that sort of age generation was um really much back into like you say the sort of first second gen of 40k the you know tabletop role playing or just just the movies and stuff that were around at the time that sort of during our youth when we were growing up leads so much Goody. more to story yes <laughs> oh yeah that well that's basically how you describe the the pathfinders uh on <laughs> the ventral spirit is the goonies so, um, but yeah, I think it, it's a, it, it's a, it's a generational thing. I think more than anything else. Um, I always, I always want to think of the Knights Errant as, you, you know, big trouble in China. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Basically it's Kurt Russell wandering through. <laughs> yeah. You have, you have like these guys. Yeah, you have these guys who are like, I'm the wizened mentor, I possess magical skills, and you have this man, I am the man with righteous cause, and then you have like a world leader who just shows up who's like, I just want my fucking Charybdis back. I just want to get my Charybdis back. And he has to fight like, I don't know, an amble, or like yeah. a, a slanish. <laughs> yeah, that's but no, it's a rogue white scars cult sort of yeah. thing not not to be racially sensitive or anything but that that fits <laughs> and, then, and then suddenly he's just like there and there's just a chaos librarian showing up shooting lightning he just revs up his chainsword i just wanted my fucking transport <laughs> give me my stormbird back god damn it <laughs> yeah yeah that's totally it <laughs> and, and, and remember if you ever if you create your own fluff and you ever feel like shit what I've done here is super derivative. People are going to notice. Never forget that Games Workshop took Flashheart, an old British staple character, and created Typhus Kane and made gangbusters, like a ridiculous amount of money from it. Because I'm going to say it, Typhus Kane is basically Lord Flashheart in space, and it's not anything wrong with that. I love that shit. I'll eat it up with a spoon. I read all of them. It's just, that's what they did. <laughs> so never feel bad. Never feel bad about anything. You know, if, if there's one place you can steal fluff from and feel good about it, is <laughs> anything from his workshop. Yeah. Yeah. And the people the, at the end of the day, somebody out there is going to love it. It's like slash fiction or fan fiction of some sort. I mean, let's be fair. Somehow, somehow, I, I don't know how the somehow Twilight fan fiction turned into this multi-million dollar you know, mum's BDSM fantasy bullshit, so I've heard, then if you're worried about bad writing and anything like that, if that can succeed, any sort of any sort of future fluff can succeed. You, you're going to be fine. Yeah. <laughs> There's nothing to panic about. And who, yeah. who knows, maybe, you'll, maybe, just maybe, you'll take your fluff and use it to uh, start an event or, you know, something fun for uh, people in your area because that could be pretty cool. 
I, mean, I think one thing that you will notice if you start working a bit on the fluff of your army is that you will start enjoying your games a lot more, regardless if you win or lose. Just look at fucking JP and me, super drunk, playing at the Depticon. It was all about the fluff. No one had any idea what's going on with the game. But yeah. I, I, I've got to ask, while you were in America... And these two questions tie into one. The first one is, did you harass a service animal? And the second question is, did you say, <laughs> did you say your name was Tim Carablo? Uh, that may or may not have happened, no. Hey, you, get the fuck away from my dog. Listen, my name is Tim Carablo, and I can do what the fuck I want because I have a podcast, so fuck your dog. I'm going to put this hat and sunglasses on him, and what you're going to do, ban me from your fucking country him out because that would solve a major question in my life <laughs> uh, i was too drunk to molest anyone <laughs> <laughs> that's that's not a hundred percent no that's just he can't he's too might be too drunk to molest but he can't remember it just in case <laughs> just in case i i pledge the fifth <laughs> i didn't do nothing can't prove it. I can't remember. <laughs> I don't remember any service animals being in the convention. No, because no, but sorry for interrupting for it, but you're right. I mean, you can have really bad games, but if it ties into the fluff and you create your own stakes and you can talk to the other guy and just get him into it too, because someone's asked me why you're trying to take this objective <laughs> instead of just attacking my dudes, you're probably gonna win that combat. I'm like, yes. But my Alpha Legions would not prioritize personal combat over just trying to win the game. And it's like, yeah, okay, fair enough. I mean, you don't have to be bad just because you have your fluff. Just get the other person, talk to the other person, have a decent discussion, involve them in the stakes, explain what you're doing. And this is also how you create projects. Jimmy and I, because he had Eidolon and I had my Solar Ox commander. And in the first game, they never, like, they they were fighting, fighting against each other. He managed to smack him down. And then it became like a personal grudge. And then we ended up playing on a, on a team table. And then we, we were fighting each other. We were said like, well, we don't care about whatever else is going on. We just have to make sure that these two dudes face each other off in hand-to-hand combat. And then yeah. and suddenly it became like sort of a side game, trying to get these guys in between Titans and fucking Annihilator engines and shit in the middle of the border for, for an epic fight. <laughs> How that, to be fair, I did that with um, when we did Ajax during the summer. I yeah. ended up facing um, what's his name, the sword dude from um, the Imperial Fists. I can't remember, he was too emo to really care about. Um, special character went off of, went off and started the Black Templars because he got told to uh, by Sigismund. You're talking Sigismund. about Sigismund. Sigismund, yes, sorry, that girl. Um, killed him twice that's what i'm saying um but in the first game took him out and and he literally um he got mobbed and then by the time i played the came around to play a different guy it's like ah right so played sigismund last last time i played the first sigismund died to a hail of gunfire and it was considered that wasn't the best way to go out. So I want to get him in close, co- close combat with my, my uh, prayer trees. Like, yes, let's do this. And then that was the same sort of thing. Just the whole concept, the whole point of the game was to get Sigismund and my prayer tour back into combat to fight it out one more time. And we killed each other at the same time, which was hilarious. But it was, it was totally worth it. And that just came off another game linked to somebody else's ultra, uh, Imperial Fist army that was running Sigismund as well. So that was just pure gold. 
<laughs> yeah, but those are usually the best moments, you know. When oh yeah. Stop having those uh, narrative kind of when so you, you you like you you create your narrative, and then the the fun part is when you create your own nar narrative, regardless of how you tend to you start to play it in character as well. And that's why you end up, uh, if you have this kind of uh, narcissistic uh, commander, or or you have, like how uh, JP has his fucking coward commander. <laughs> <laughs> that all he did was fucking hide the furthest away from everywhere at the Depticon. And then apparently in his fucking his, uh, podcast battle casts, he always keeps hiding still. Like it, it just becomes a thing. It becomes like you, you play in character. And it adds so much extra, you know, it, it, it just becomes fun and it's just awesome. And then it's like, try And suddenly instead of having a, a, a commander, you try to, some commanders want to charge in and do like hand-to-hand -hand combat with someone. Other commanders just want to run and hide and you know, the <laughs> commanders to do sneaky shit. You know, it, it, it becomes part of the story and it's, it's so much more fun. It's more, so much more enjoyable for you and your opponent because you've dragged the back like this is my army this is my backstory this is the cow crazy coward coward cane and he he's like all he wants to do is go home and he doesn't want to be in this and like he's like a stock standard planetary overlord he has fuck all equipment like he has this mastercrafted sword he inherited from his dad or whatever he's useless at everything and he just wants to get the fuck out of there and hide and, and so you keep him out of the fight and try to avoid shit as much as possible mm. and then you have this other this is this arrogant fucking douchebag yeah alpha legion commander and he thinks that you know after killing this empress children in hand-to-hand -hand combat he's the fucking top notch of the block like he's the best one and he he's so arrogant and he's just going out and and he's like a master tactician and so he he he, he wins by luring in the other commander and then kills them in single hand combat because they don't know that he has a paragon blade or whatever. So it becomes a story, if you know what I mean. And I mean, listen, you can even make an enticing story out of losing because yeah. you're the guy who let you're like well, the, the best stories always comes out of losing. Trust yeah, me. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's, it's like the tragic beauty of unfolding heresy. We know a lot of these people are going to lose, but we want to see the journey. We're there for the journey. So yeah. if you have like generic Centurion number five who loses a duel against Eidolon or Sigismund or whatever, and maybe you're left for dead, now you have the redemption arc of him like scrounging up resources, trying to gather an army and getting that fucking rematch. Maybe he can steal someone's Paragon Blade. Maybe he involves the warp, whatever. Maybe he wins. And mm. maybe six or Eidolon doesn't give a shit because you know it's Eidolon. He'll make it work for himself. Oh, I lost. Well, you're beneath contempt. Bomb this area. Eidolon out. Yeah, peace out. And you know, there's something I've been wanting to do, and I, I will do it at some point. Maybe, maybe over the course of this year, if I build my own warriors up or whatever, if I run them in an event or something. But if, if my prayer tour goes down, and and I I want to. I want to have extra fun for myself because one of the, one of the things when I used to love playing like Necromunda or Warhammer Quest is like the after game tables. Does this person survive? You know, oh, yeah. do they? Yeah. So if I'm going to try and do something like that this year, I have no idea how I'm going to do it, but I'm going to have some fun with it with my Marines, at least when I play them. And if my prayer tour goes down, I have, and I will be finishing the conversion work on it. I have, um, you know, the Minotaurs Dreadnought. Yeah. Special Minotaur's Dreadnought. Well, I'm going to convert that up. 
So he'll have one. He'll have a pair of. I'm thinking a pair of close combat weapons because that's how my Praetor is armed. So a claw and something sword-ish. And basically, if he dies, next game he's coming out as a, as a contemptor. So I'm going to convert it up, and he will be put into a contemptor, and just keep his story going in that way. And you know, see, you know, just I, I reckon that would be so much fun. Yeah, and that's even what Games Workshop. Yeah, and that's even what Games Workshop used to inspire. What's the name of that guy from the Blood Angels who they had like in the White Dwarf Battle Report? Uh, oh they had this... God, I can't remember that one. I think he's uh, even on one D Four Chan as the, the poster boy for your guys, like Sergeant Tycho or something. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, Cap- yeah, it's Tycho, isn't he? The one who who ends up with the um, Phantom mask on or something yeah, like that. Exactly. And yeah, exactly. Yeah. And they're even doing with uh, Colin now, you know, for the Red Scorpions, which Fred we were talking about previously. He started yes. out as a, ca- a lieutenant, then he became a captain, then he became the chapter master. And I mean, some of that fluff is good, and some is like, he is the most noble of all Marines, and the youngest ever serve as a chapter master. And then he became a fucking Leviathan Dreadnought. So you have a character arc there, and that's over, what, 20 years, Freddy? I mean, yeah. it's from like the second Imperial Armor up to the last one. Yeah. Yeah. It's so cool doing stuff like that. And I think here's the other thing is if you really, I mean, if you really into your fluff, if you've got the time, not everybody has the time to do this. Why not make something more out of it for your games? Um, I have seen players show up with um, laser etched perspect, perspect sheets of, with their army list and a bit of the army fluff on. Stuff like that, like um, I saw it done at, um, I think somebody's done it like some of the like uh, SNL battle reports and stuff like SNL battle reports out in Gibraltar and stuff like that, where they've they've basically gone full hog and done crazy things like, you know, created tokens or um, different things for the armies or something to give your opponent to make it that little bit more memorable. It's like, hey, you played like, you, you know. I wouldn't do a, a warrant of trade or anything because that would be something that the rogue trader would have. But, you know, here's a receipt for all the stuff you're... If you beat me, here's the receipt for all the stuff you're going to have to... Uh, oh, if I beat you, sorry, here's the receipt for all the stuff you're going to have to buy off me to replenish your forces. There's your receipt. You know, you've just got served or something to just be a bit more interesting and add again to the level of fluff. Um, hell, if it's a can of beer with, you know power to the fourth or whatever on there or something like that all those sorts of things can be a lot of fun and can be taken from your fluff or the fluff for your legion or whatever and add something more to the game especially if you're going to events yeah so i mean there's there's just so much so much scope and range to do stuff with fluff it's and, uh, and just take a centurion if he does something cool, like I did that for my Alpha Legion, I have a sergeant who became a veteran sergeant, became a centurion who died because he was a shitty saboteur. But anyway, take someone who does something awesome. Like my, my, maybe this is boring for everyone else. Maybe this is telling you about my dreams, but he came in in a match and won the game because he kept failing his reserve role until turn four. And then he came in and captain objective and I won by one point due to that. So in my mind, he was an opportunistic Alpha Legion asshole. And he got promoted to veteran sergeant, and that veteran squad actually always did really well, even when everyone else died. So then he became a centurion, and he was a shitty centurion until he joined a bunch of recon marines, and then he has made him a saboteur. And oh, he died. Nice. 
Yeah, and he died trying <laughs> to climb three stories and stab an iron warrior with a power dagger. And he killed oh, him. But he got, yeah, but then he got hit by a power fist <laughs> and, fell and died. So in my world, he just fell down. <laughs> so he, he just fell off the edge. He didn't get smashed in the face. He just tripped and fell, is what you're saying. And he died at Scandus. So I don't know if you've seen my wall of dead Marines that I have as my Aegis defense walls for my Night Lord, but he's on there now. Rest, rest in peace, Ephraim Saboteur of Uzo's luck. That's another thing. I have to be too. No, he got fisted off a flight of stairs now. If you ever struggle with names, because I know that's something people say, they don't know what to name their characters. Look at whatever inspiration you need. For the Emperor's children, they have names that come from the Byzantine Empire. For Alpha Legion, I just took Slavic names because that's what he had for Legion. For the Iron Warriors, they have Greek names. Yep. Just take something you can easily remember because that'll make um, you find that, that guy. Use the fucking sci-fi random name generator. Yeah. Or go go dig through your old or old source books for stuff if you're like a D&D or roll to the tabletop nerd like me and find the suggested name tables which are like oh this is golden I can entirely leave my entire eye warriors force off the back of this one stuff like yeah. that <laughs> Inquisitor Realm Chaos Old mm. World Edition Warhammer Fantasy First Edition uh, Rogue, Rogue Trader and, and if you want to be like super cool if you have black shields if you don't know what to name your centurion or your leader guy just go look at <laughs> go look at one of the chapters from the cursed founding or a later second founding and take one of the chapter masters from there it's your guy he made it to the end or maybe one of your centurions took his name to honor him when he sacrificed himself mm. nice you want to tie it in 4k uh, i have to leave now thanks for having me on you're welcome, buddy. Well, that that being the case, that's a perfect little tie-up. Freddie, is there anything you want to say before before Christopher has to disappear? No, just uh, the one thing is, don't be afraid of sharing your fluff and asking people for their opinions and stuff. And they might, you might have, be sitting on a fucking bombshell of an idea, it's just that you don't know it, and they they are sitting on the key to unlock it. It is true. Yeah, so you just fucking pass that shit around. Get inspired. People might use your shit and create your own fluff, which is, you know, that's just fucking flattery anyway. And just move shit around, create your own stuff. No one at an event or or a thing would say, if I created my own special character, send it into the EO, and they will say, like, fucking, yeah, of course, bring it. And then bring the story. Fucking tell the story to people. Mm. And my my tip to other, the one thing that we're trying to push this year, and that I hope that other people that create events Try to push it. Get people more into creating fluffy stories. Have have competitions about fluff writing. Have competitions about custom units, uh, converted units. Like make up your own units. All that mm -hmm. kind of shit. Like we did the forgotten units last year. This year, like it's all about the entire fucking hobby. Get immersed. Get ideas. Brainstorm and create more shit. That is so fucking cool, and I love it. Yeah, yeah. definitely. <laughs> If you have a person you play against, if you want to take something you can't, like I want to give this guy a mastercrafted Volkite Serpenta, or I want to give like my Centurion Volkite Caliber or Charger or whatever, a sniper rifle because of reasons, talk to them. I've never had a problem unless it's like I want to give him a jetpack and four server harnesses. Like just talk to your friend. That's cool. Yeah. And that, at the end of the day, it's, you know, if you're. If you're that type of player, you're probably surrounded by those types of players. 
so everybody's open to something that that's all that's always good everybody's always open to some sort of story and you know at the end of the day if it's fun it's fun don't don't turn it down don't turn it away and enjoy it and um quickly before before christopher goes i need to just say if you do have anything you want fluff wise having a look over we love to do that so just drop oh, yeah. us an email at thevranginheresy at gmail.com. Uh, or you can fire it to us for over uh, Facebook Messenger via the podcast Facebook page. And Freddie, myself, Magnus, and we might even let Eric have a look at it, but it is fluff-related. So unless there are rules involved, we, we probably will just tell him to read it as, as some sort of case study in, in fluff writing. Um, but feel free to hit us up here at the podcast, and we'd love to have a look at it. And Christopher, thank you for coming on, buddy. Uh, love oh, you as always. I had and so much everybody, everybody should go and take a listen to the old world lives. When's your next episode dropping, bud? Any idea? Uh, within the week, actually. Uh, thanks to Chris doing some great editing. Uh, like Fair. I mentioned before, we have a really good team. Sorry for plugging. We have a really good team. We have Nicholas from Don't Lose Your Head, who's a great modeler, painter, and he lives in England, which is a sacrifice we all appreciate. We have Jimmy, who's a great sculptor and knows a lot of fluff. We have Chris, who's our tech wizard and knows a lot of fluff, and the dude can make terrain like, oh my god. And we have Jens from Northern Heresy, who is a great painter, and he plays so many games. And then we have me, who... So it's a good team. It's a good who makes, who makes up the who makes up the rest by being generally awesome. Is what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, who talks so much I get edited out of a couple episodes. Uh, but no. <laughs> oh, just, just take over. Thing. Just take over editing. That way you can that way you control the control the control the story there, bud. Yeah, I wrote something down here. Just a quick thing. I'm sorry for <laughs> winding yeah, up. Go for it, bud. Uh, you can check out Anvil. You can check out Puppet Wars, and you can even check out the Iron Hands Upgrade Squad. If your Centurion or Praetor or something is in a badass combat and loses, give him a bionic, give him a new helmet, give him a scarred face. It adds some character, and you can have the pictures next to one another. Start shipping his armor more. Or if you go to awesome events that you guys hold, or some of the American kids, sometimes you can get a custom decal. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Spoilers. Spoilers. Talk about Spoilers. that here. Oh, yeah, that too. Uh, or, or like get a part from whoever you beat because you can just raise one leg up and have him standing on a helmet. That would make a narrative. Cool. I like yeah. that. Good shout, man. Good shout. Well, that's the case. I'm going to wrap this up. Christopher, hang on two seconds because we're going to get you to give us a, a song choice, but we're going to do that once we're off air so we can surprise everybody with some loud music in their ears. Although now yes. you'll probably choose something soft like Enya just to annoy people. Um, so we will be right back after this.
And we're back. And a big thank you to Christopher for joining my, Freddie and myself for that sort of late night fluff ramble. It was a hell of a lot of fun. Yeah. I love talking fluff. And, you know, it's one of those. Yeah, it is. And it's one of those subjects that we're going on and on about. And we probably will keep going on and on and on about uh, because, hell, it's damn near 90% of the reason we do this hobby is uh, is the stories and the, the craziness that we can tell with it. Um and a thank you to uh, Garrett as well for that little sound. Pretty awesome. That's some very cool stuff, dude. I can't wait to uh, to see more of that sort of stuff coming from you. And please hit us up with um, as it goes along. I'd much like to uh, hear some furthers of that. Now, it's time for our wrap-up. Um, so we're going to go over the events that we have, give you guys some general information. This is the time where if you want to have your event shouted that you send us the details, link us to the event on Facebook, or as I said before, really nicely, record your own little segment and send it to us. And after I've had a quick listen to it, I'll cut it into the end here so that everybody can hear you talking about your event because that's where all the passion comes from. And we love that sort of thing. So before we go on to our stuff, I do want to give a shout out to um, our lovely friend Sebastian from Denmark. He is running uh, the Callus Sector Part 3, Heaven's Treasure. That's taking place on the 10th of February. And that's at... Uh, right, Eric. Yeah. Can you can you please tell us... Uh, how, can you pronounce where this where the event's happening, please? Uh, Lumbry. Thank you very much, because it's, da- yeah. it's Danish is <laughs> even worse than Swedish. Um, you have already, the event is already sold out. So this is more of a, a hype um, a hype shout than anything else. If you're interested, we'll come and have a look, come along and have a look. I'm sure that can be made made possible. It's basically it's a day of two v two games. We're going to be playing a pair of games each, five thousand points per side, and six foot by eight foot tables. So this is going to be awesome. This is going to be proper pseudo apocalypse style size games, and it's going to be a blast. I shall be playing. Uh, I actually think because of changes in forces, I might be playing Death Guard instead of Iron Warriors this time. Um, but we shall see. Because uh, so I, I, I just basically flat out refuse to play Salamanders. So, um, <laughs> yeah, well, they're, they're, you know, if you if it was Traitor Salamanders, not a problem. But <laughs> I, I don't want to get my hands dirty with that loyalist, you know, apologetic juices all over my fingers. You. Well, the, the tournament doesn't have factions, actually. It's just uh, dude. It's the principle of the thing. It's yeah. the principle <laughs> of the thing. I can't. I, I can't go. I, it cuts too deep. I can't let it happen. I can't. <laughs> it's wrong. You know. I feel bad picking up. I feel bad picking up loyalist models and moving them around when I'm taking photos. So, um, but uh, that's going to be a cracking event. And then, Freddie, why don't you give our events a shout out? Yeah, well, first off, we have GothCon, which is during Easter, and it's going to be uh, 2,500 points uh, normal battles or uh, 1,500 points Stone Mortalis. Uh, it's a narrative event, so we, we this year we're kind of trying to tell a story once again, uh, but this this time we're really focusing on the storytelling part. So and there is an epic amount of storytelling already going on. Yeah, there is the so much storytelling, time. like no one will be disappointed. We only have 30 spots, and the pressure is fucking high, so we haven't released tickets yet. I know people wanted to keep fucking PM me and want to buy tickets, even for scanners and shit. No, we haven't released tickets yet. Uh, 
so we can't promise any spots and i know pressure like everyone wants to go and shit but as soon as tickets gets released we will put it up on our book of faces and so make sure that you either put interested or coming on facebook so you get those updates yeah that's very important and actually if you're wondering where you could find that information if you go to our facebook page and go to the events tab you will see them all in the upcoming event section. Or if you type in www.facebook.com forward slash the Varangian Heresy forward slash events, you'll get there as well. Excellent. <clears throat> just just so I don't get PMs of people going, where, where, where do I find the events? It's funny. We put it in the events section on our Facebook page. I'm just saying. Um, That's smart. That, well, you know, it's got to happen just purely by accident, if nothing else. Um, okay, so what's our, what do we have after the lovely GothCon? Uh, after GothCon, we have uh, Lincoln, uh, which is uh, a weird public holiday for 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 Sweden, uh, and obviously that is going to be fifteen hundred thousand, fifteen hundred thousand, fifteen hundred <laughs> points, fifteen hundred points centurion uh, special rules, uh, and like we discussed earlier, it's going to be all about city fights. Uh, so it's once again uh, creating a narrative story, uh, driving that story forward and shit. So it's going to be massive, it's massively super cool. Uh, there's some uh, special restrictions for because we're obviously running our own Centurion kind of Rangian Heresy mod, and this is, has been updated to the Rangian Heresy mod uh, City Fight Stalingrad esque Force Org thingy going on. So definitely the that play pack. Uh, at least what we're doing each year is it's a bit different this year, but we'll have how you build your army. And then um, the player pack is kind of a different story that we'll talk about later in the, without spoiling that. But you will get a description how to build an army and then more, more to follow. More to follow because we don't, we don't, again, you know, we're trying our best here. We don't want to blow our load ahead. Of no. You're going to have and, a great time. And following that, it's Eric's Raltac event in August. Which probably yeah. Eric, Eric wants to talk about. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we got uh, basically it's going to be storyline driven. Fifteen hundred points per person, which can increase during the tournament or the events, not tournament. Um, you're going to be able to change your army along the way as you regenerate models over time. So uh, basically, bring your whole army, have a starting list, and see what happens on the way. Um, it's going to be very story-driven. Story. We yeah. are going to have... Yeah, it's, we're going to hopefully have a new faction. That's uh, my goal, at least. Um, and there are going to be characters from the storyline joining your armies. Um, you're going to be... Sometimes you're going to have some horribly un unbalanced fights, but if it's for holding uh, that one point, so... Uh, so your storyline can be completed well, then uh, then it's just a last dance, basically. At the um, end of the day, you so, suck it up for the team. And yeah, yeah, it's it's strategic on the map level more than in the individual battle. Um, it's going to be fun because I'm going to be up there GMing it. Exactly. That's what I'm gonna do. Are you going to have a? It's going to be a GM'd event, not just table. We're talking event the entire thing will be gm'd and it's going to be 
so much fun. I can't wait for it. Yes, and you'll see so many new models. We will have all kinds of stuff ready for you when we get there. Um, So also for borrowing units and stuff like that. Um, each table gives a bonus, and which you can give to the to one of the players of the owning team. So um, look forward to it. It's gonna be really, really big. Yep, it's gonna be awesome. Um, and then after 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 the Railtech event, um, we have coming straight on the heels of that same month, we have the the wonderful Cult of Paint uh, coming over. And we're holding our annual Cult of Paint um, painting class. And this is a, a military modeling style class where we're going to be spending a lot of time uh, focusing on the techniques of um, painting and enhancing uh, models uh, on so many different levels. Now, this one is a three-day event, and it's going to be taking place the 30th of August to the first uh, of September again. That's going to be up in Stockholm. More details to follow. We're going to have the wonderful um, Henry from Cult of Paint come on and have a chat with us, and we'll probably get Henry and Andy on just a chat hobby anyway at some point throughout the year because they're big hobby nerds as well. So that's going to be great, and that then leads us barreling nicely into Scandus, which is our big event which is, as always, the way we like to go out on a big, big, big bang where we have uh, all the fun. And it's currently, I need to double-check the details here, uh, we're currently set at um, 1,500-point Zone Mortalis lists plus 3,500 of any Force Orc. So no Force Orc restrictions. So, yes, you can play your Leviathans. Your Mechanicum crazy, whatever the hell they are. Uh, or, you know, bring your order reductor, bring, bring your, um, you know, Fear of the Ancients, bring everything, bring, bring, but go big. And as Freddie has said in the past, we're already getting people asking questions about tickets for this event, for, for all of our events. And we promise you this go along, click that you're interested or that you're, you're going to the events. Either one works. And you will get updates from us as we put them in the events. We will give you plenty of time to get your tickets. If you're coming from out of town, you've got plenty of time to look at your scheduling and work out how you're going to get over here. Uh, the prices, as always, will be kept with a reasonable hobby budget. Um, and we are, I think it's fair to say, Magnus, because you're, you're a big part of this, we're very much leveling up our... Um, our swag this year yeah again um, there will be a big difference in swag this year compared to uh last year uh listening both to attendees and ourselves yes. and uh, just upping up the uh, fluff side and like things that you actually can take with you home and that is a cool piece of fluff and cool piece of uh, just hobby uh everybody's got dices and stuff so we're looking at something else this year and it'll be cool as flying a fudge yep so it's going to be absolutely awesome and magnus and freddie are working super hard uh eric's been working super hard at our um on fluff for railtech and everybody's pulling together to make this going to be the best year we've had so far 
And although oh, the yeah. details are not up yet, there will be for sure no 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 uh, no doubt in my mind. There will be uh, a new raffle being done for uh, after the fight against Duchenne muscular dystrophy. The DMD raffle will be up again this year. We will set the target at ten thousand dollars. We will work as hard as we can to blow that out of the water, and we will have our live annual telethon where you can come and see, you know, your favorite podcasters get drunk and talk shit about heresy on the internet and generally have a blast. There may be tasers involved this year. Who knows? Um, I, I may have to pa uh, pa uh, pass on the waxing this year, but if that's what it takes to get things going again, who knows? See what we can do. <laughs> um, but ow. Um, and, um, you know, it's, it's going to be a great year. And if you guys... I'll say this before we sort of start to wrap things up. Um, if you guys want to get involved, if you want to help us out in any way, if you want to know how you can support the raffle uh, locally, if you want to know how you can maybe donate something to the raffle at the, for that, or if you want to know how to get to anything to do with our events or what we're doing, please drop us an email or chat to us on Facebook via the podcast Facebook page. Um, just get in touch. We will do our level best to give you all the answers we can and uh, make things as fun as possible for you. So, yeah, that's that's pretty much everything I can um, Now, Freddie has had to disappear very quickly off the recording, so I'm sorry to say he won't be able to do this, but we're going to wrap it up right now. So I'm going to say, unless there's anything you gents want to shout out. No, yeah. nothing in particular. Yeah. yeah, cool. Eric? nothing here okay now just remember your lines this time buddy so i'm gonna say it's a good night from me and me and for me ah uh, close enough and remember guys treat life like okay be angry on the streets be full grip the sheets and try not to lose your head this is the Vragin heresy podcast signing off the